The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, wow, there's just a, a lot to talk about. Of course, the royal wedding happened over the weekend, and it was beautiful. It was magnificent. It was everything I think we've ever dreamed of in a, in a royal wedding. A wedding of any kind, but of course, you know, it's such a fairy tale um, to see these wonderful royals who have absolutely no power anymore uh, but make a billion dollars a year from taxpayer money and just so much fun to see them you know bathe in opulence and ostentatiousness i just i love it in a miracle that um, i love megan is already uh, with child apparently <laughs> uh, before because well yeah but here's the, the thing keith here's here's the thing okay uh, they're on london time so that's another Eight hours okay. that they've had to get pregnant, um, you know, uh, to us. So, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, she's had another eight hours okay. to become pregnant wow, and, that's, uh, uh, since the wedding, obviously. Okay, and, uh, they are. And, uh, they work so. fast <laughs> over there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Well, now, is it for sure she's pregnant or is I it just know. in style magazine? I just, <laughs> I just saw the cover of the magazine. Right. I, what, what happened In was, style's usually, I think, pretty accurate. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like a tabloid, right? No, I don't think so. So, anyhow, I should have probably read the article, but it was more fun to actually see the vows being made yeah. and five minutes later being at Walmart and seeing that and going, oh my gosh. I know, I love it. That was uh, it's right. fun. Quick. Uh, so, it's a shotgun wedding. <laughs> uh, I guess um, just about everybody watched this thing. 30 million Americans watched this and it happened between 6 and 10 in the morning on Saturday <laughs> uh, uh no thank you I mean it was ridiculous how hyped uh, this thing was so hyped and that's why I love this Will Ferrell Molly <laughs> Shannon bit so much they went to England to cover this and uh they were very very excited Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon as Cord and Tish uh, with their royal wedding coverage, here's here's a look at at one of the very exciting times uh, in the royal wedding. I'm hearing something. Here they come! There they are! They're out! They're out of the church! This is real, folks. These two are not. There's the kiss! They just kissed. They just. They just kissed. And that was a lovely, real moment. Oh. Look at the elegance. Oh, she Wonderful is stuff. stunning. She is stunning. And look at Harry. The dress is gorgeous. Madly in love. We saw the kiss at the oh. top of the stairs. It was right there. Oh, look. Oh, look at that look train. At oh. That is probably a, a 80 to a hundred, to maybe a thousand foot train. Once again, I can't. That mo- that's the moment we've all been. One small kiss for man, one giant kiss for mankind. They kissed! They kissed! Right there! Oh, 
Lord. <laughs> so well done. So great. Uh, really funny. And, you know, it's not even exaggerated. No. Not even exaggerated. The coverage was a lot like that. It's ridiculous. Well, I, Everybody I, was on it, too. Fox, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, everybody covered it. I lucked out. I woke up. Saw on my phone blowing up with all the, oh my gosh, the queen has arrived. Oh, blah, blah, blah. All the, clear all the notifications, turn on the TV. They are literally saying their vows. 60 seconds later, turned it off. I was done. I mean, that worked out beautifully. I'm yes, glad you had a chance. It, yes, to I see turned it on. Yes, I'm all glad. right. Give me crap. No, you and that's Carrie great. Both. That's great. Mm-hmm. I've been dealing with it all weekend. Stu, I mean, uh, Keith, mm-hmm. I was just doing just Glenn's show so for some reason. Name. I know. Wow. I've been seeing another. Another person on the side. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Hold on. Should we mm-hmm. talk about this on the air? Because this might be a private conversation we need to have. I mean, a lot of people listening. So. And right there in front of all of them. I, I just blurted it out. I mean, wow. That was. I'm finding out at the same time everybody yeah. else is. That hurt. It's hurtful. I know. But, uh, but. you know, I, I was with him before I was with you. So. Now, th- still, now that I knew, you know, at least you, we have been okay. open about it. I just know it's right. continuing still. That I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's get it all out on the table, why don't we? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they kissed! Oh, oh, look at that! It's real! It just actually, it's a moment that really happened! How long's that train, you think? Oh, at least a thousand feet. <laughs> at least a thousand. It's so funny. That's got to be 80 to 100, maybe a thousand feet. <laughs> that was a long train, though. I That is one thing I noticed from the photos. When I saw it on online, I thought, wow, that train is ridiculous. Really? I, wasn't Diana's longer? Was it? Nothing. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But Diana was more of a princess, right? She's This person oh. is just a duchess. So she can't have a train as long as a princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Because she's the Duchess of Sussex Sandwich, I think. Oh, Sandwich. I think she's no. literally the Duchess of Sandwich. I think it's Sussex. No, look it up. Look it up. She's I'm the Duchess up. of Sandwich. <laughs> Which is, to me, no. embarrassing. I'm sorry. No, that's I'm not, not true. I'm not marrying into an, a, a, a situation where I'm the Duchess of Sandwich. No, nah, they're the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Oh, really? And the fact that I knew that. Where did I see sandwich? I hate myself now. Nah, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? You my royal my... knowledge is uh, very minimal. Very well, minimal. You just made me think of a caller you had in Houston way back in the day who called in to say, very deadpan, the Earl of Sandwich was a hero. Yeah, that's... Right. <laughs> that makes me laugh every I time I think that. about it. But anyway, no, it's the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And I'm still looking at right. the length of the train, which I know everyone is just riveted waiting for that information. Oh, it's going to be. I mean, that's important information that people must know. How long yeah. was her train? Why am I Googling these words? Because <clears throat> it was long. I will say that for it. It was It was very, very long. And is it is it that the longer the train, the more important you are? Oh, really? See, I don't I know. Even know that. I don't even know that either. I'm just asking that. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm I just found, I the, found the definitive article. If I could ever get down to the numbers, I'll let okay. you know. My gosh. This all right. going to have it all. Uh, oh, oh, wait. 25-foot train? 25. Was, uh, that, was, that was Diana. Oh. 25-foot. Okay. This had to be close to that. And then had to be. Megan's is... I think they're both 25. Okay. All right. Well, well so. I, I, also, I also heard it mostly from Glenn last week. 
because I have not looked into Meghan Markle or her family or any of it. Um, but I understand that her family, according to Glenn, is somewhat of a white trash family. <laughs> Are there some issues in her family? I don't know. <clears throat> her dad apparently didn't even walk her down the aisle. Now, there was some thought that apparently he's saying that he had some sort of heart issue or ailment and couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. But there's also some yeah. thought that maybe it wasn't that. There were some conflicting reports there about a week ago. Yeah. Maybe she didn't want him there. Maybe there's some problems in the family. I don't know. I don't know. And then we find out she's married, to, or not married, but she's she's pregnant already. So uh, <laughs> You mentioned the shotgun wedding. Someone on Twitter this weekend said... Well, I would say it's a shotgun wedding. However, over in Britain, where those aren't allowed, it's more like a knife wedding. No, that won't work. <laughs> There's nothing. Nothing would work. <laughs> oh, man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety with your thoughts. 30 million Americans watched the royal wedding in England. It's <laughs> ceremonial. I don't know if you're aware of that. And it's not even our country. It's not even our country, and it's ceremonial. <laughs> so, but, I mean, there was a lot of American participation. You had all the networks, and you had uh, an American bride, and you had an American uh, bishop who married him. Huh. The guy was uh, from the United States who married him, I understand. That's what I read. So there you go. I love how you keep throwing in. It's what I read. I didn't see it on TV. I like did the not rest see of it you. on TV. Yeah. No. So I guess I count, even though I was literally tuned in for sixty seconds. I counted. The, yes. The 30 you, count, million. you watched. You watched. Oops. You're in the thirty million. Okay. The thirty million club. So proud. <laughs> uh, Stuart in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Good. Uh, I didn't really watch a wedding, but I saw clips of it. But uh-huh. I, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned for the queen. I mean, she it looked like she needed a good dose of Metamucil. Um, <laughs> she uh, f- was frowning the whole time. I think she may have been constipated. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day, guys. Uh, thanks, Stuart. I think that's her default look, Can you though. say that about the queen of England? I mean, we can. Uh, wow. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe she's not very happy about an American bride who's already pregnant. I don't know. It's is that possible? It might be possible. Be her great grandchild in there. Yes. Right. Yes. Hmm. But there's, you know, they should have done it the tradi- traditional way. I mean, it is the royal family. Uh, so. So. And the royal family, as we all know, is practically perfect in every way. They don't have any issues. That royal family. Nope. I mean, they're nope. Nope. None at all. There's no issues there. Never have. Don't even don't even look for any issues there in the royal family because you won't find them. Darn near perfect. Just wasting your time if you're looking for issues there. Hmm. Uh, look at uh, Diana and uh, and Charles uh, and their story storybook wedding, that huh? Was a match made that in was, heaven. Oh, they man, that was something. Hmm. <laughs> and in 19, what was it? 81 mm-hmm. when they got married. Yeah. Uh, that was even bigger than this yeah. by by quite a bit. And I the hype that. was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The hype was ridiculous on that. And then, you know, a few years later, maybe 10 or 12, 
Within five years, they were having serious, serious trouble. And everybody knew they were headed for divorce. And then they actually got divorced. So, uh, but boy, we wish nothing but the best for this new royal couple. Uh, I'm sure it'll be happily ever after for them. 888 Let me tell you about, um, uh, if you purchase the pink variety of Balm Shot Lip Balm, I want to get that right there. The pink variety, it actually helps uninsured women fight breast cancer. Mm. So not only do you get to protect your lips in this fantastic uh, shotgun shell container, which is fantastic, and it doesn't get all gooey and messy in your pocket when you jam it into your pocket at the end of the day, but you also uh, help women who are uninsured fight breast cancer. Now, Wayne, who is the founder of Balm Shot Lip Balm, he survived lip cancer himself. His wife survived breast cancer, so they know a thing or two about it. Karen and Wayne decided then to donate proceeds from the sales of the Pure Pink and Pink Camo varieties of Balm Shot Lip Balm to pay for mammograms and breast cancer screenings for women that don't have health insurance. What a really cool thing. Uh, And to date, they've contributed over $20,000 to help uninsured women fight breast cancer. So not only are you buying a great lip balm, but sales help uninsured women pay for mammograms and breast cancer screenings. And early detection, of course, is one of the best ways to prevent breast cancer. And for listeners of the show, there's a special offer right now. If you're looking for some great lip balm, this is it. In a a really cool uh, container that's going to set off every liberal in your life. So if you order a two-pack, you'll get an extra one for free. If you order a four-pack, you get an extra one for free. And you order a six-pack, you get an extra one for free. So all the shipping is also free to U.S. customers. Just use the promo code PAT when you go to balmshot.com, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Promo code PAT, and they'll throw in an extra, extra, extra one for free. Great American-made product and company helping women fight breast cancer. What more can you ask for? These are the companies we love and uh, love to support. Bombshot.com, promo code PAT, bombshot.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Ah, the WNBA. <laughs> In an announcement last week, the Women's National Basketball Association said it's rolling out a new women and girls empowerment program for the 2018 season. It's called Take a Seat, Take a Stand. Isn't that great. So the uh, incredibly low number of fans mm-hmm. who buy a seat, who okay. buy a ticket, um, will have the chance to support several organizations Ooh. that are changing the game for women and girls, including uh, the Abortion Mill Planned Parenthood. <laughs> good. <laughs> wait, good, wait. First good. of all, let's establish something here mm-hmm. that I wasn't quite familiar with. Mm-hmm. You're saying, first of all, the WNBA is still around? Yes, that it hasn't is. folded up yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a little surprised by that myself. <laughs> In fact, I'm a lot surprised. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know what was interesting was the 
the uh, WNBA champion from the first four seasons mm-hmm. folded. <laughs> the Wait, Houston, Houston, what were they called? The Comets? The, was it the Comets? Comets? Maybe. Stars? Yeah, the WNBA uh, Houston team that won the first four WNBA championships uh, folded because lack of support. Can, can I just say, I mean, this is a little bit off the topic here. It was the Comets that one of the greatest audio moments of George Bush's presidency that I have never been able to find was when they had them at the White House early in his presidency, and he had no idea what the, the coach's Comets. name was. Yeah, he had he didn't know what the coach oh, yeah. his name was. Yeah, I remember. And he that. just kept giving this little you know <laughs> this little speech like, and coach, good job with the team, and we're so happy to probably have didn't know the name of the team here. either. Yeah, he's like we're happy to have the coach here, <laughs> and we're the happy, coach. To, happy to have uh, 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 we're happy to have uh, you know the coach here uh, of the the uh, uh, team. That's from uh, a city in Texas. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're grateful to have you guys here, uh, coach, and your uh, uh, team. It's, exa- it's exactly how it, I don't have to find the audio. Yeah, it's it was right there. It yeah, I remember it. So the organization selected will be given $5 for every ticket purchase. So they're going to have at least like $10 extra at Planned Parenthood for this. This is great. Congratulations, Planned Parenthood. Enjoy that. So I love that the WNBA is supporting the abortion mill Planned Parenthood that will be responsible for less girls being born and growing up to be WNBA players. Isn't that wonderful? Yep. There you go. Uh, I wonder if the WNBA is aware of the fact that at least half of the children being killed by the abortion mill Planned Parenthood are going to be girls. Girls who would grow up to play basketball in some cases. It's so pathetic. It is is so insane. This season, your tickets support more than women's basketball. It supports women. Yeah, women being killed. Uh, if, if that's something to brag about. They go on to say, for 22 years. Wow, has the WNBA been around for 22 years? Wow. Holy cow. Time flies when you're not paying attention to right? that sport whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for 22 years, the WNBA and its players, women playing at the highest level of their sport, have stood up as role models for millions of women and girls. We are proud to come together as a league, to stand with our partner organizations, our fans, and the many inspiring women raising their voices for change in the current women's movement. <sighs> Does that sound like garbage? Planned Parenthood thanked the WNBA for their support and bringing attention to inequality. We're so grateful. The WNBA is standing up for the 2.4 million patients who rely on Planned Parenthood and supporting issues that affect the health, well-being, and success of women and girls. (laughs) Players have used their platforms to bring attention to inequality, and through Take a Seat, Take a Stand, the WNBA is giving fans an opportunity to join them in the fight for social change. There's a lot of girls that aren't going to get a chance to fight for social change. Because they're not going to be born. Going to get out of the womb. Then you're also... You know, um, eliminating um, a potential future fan base, too. I mean, this is... Then then Planned Parenthood tweets this out. Planned Parenthood. Keeping families together. What? Mm. What? 
What a bizarre thing to say about Planned Parenthood. That you're keeping families together. You're eliminating family members. What are you talking about keeping them together? Well, all families deserve to live healthy lives and feel safe in their homes, schools, places of worship, and communities. But not in the womb. Don't feel safe in the womb because you're not. As long as Planned Parenthood is around. And then hashtag day of families. <laughs> families. I mean, they, they're always They eliminate family these. members. Yeah, Planned Parenthood's always got these weird tweets, man. man. It's almost like they're so slapping bizarre. us in the face on purpose. Though. Right. I, well, they are. They are. Uh, that is evil. It's an evil organization. Uh, it is, there are many evil people who run it. There are some ignorant people, too, who are confused. But the people at the top, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know that this is an organization that was set up in the first place to eliminate minorities. They were set up for the genocide of the black race. Go do your own homework on that. Look up Margaret Sanger and what she stood for, what she believed, and the things she said. Margaret Sanger is the founder of Planned Parenthood. It's pathetic. And then they and then they tweet out Planned Parenthood keeping families together. Uh, in the grave, maybe. Uh, killing families. You could say that. Just pathetic. I don't, I don't know how they... How do you live with yourself when you're doing that? How do you look at yourself in the mirror and think, yep, I'm doing good. We've killed another 300,000 babies this year. That's <laughs> so great. We're going to try for 400,000 next year. I mean, somebody's sitting in front of those spreadsheets... Looking at those numbers at Planned Parenthood. Hey, why are abortion numbers down this month? What can we do to get... Let's partner with the WNBA. And Uh, they do. Kill more babies. I mean, as the heat on Planned Parenthood intensifies, the support for them has also intensified. It's pretty amazing. And your tax dollars at work. To the tune of... 500 million a year, half a billion dollars a year of our money goes to Planned Parenthood and and killing children every year. Goes to the fact that this organization who has killed 8 million babies already uh, is well on the way to 9 million and then 10 and then 11 and they just keep going. And it's, you know, 300 some thousand a year every year. Again, it's just an evil organization. Triple eight, nine hundred Like so many Americans, you probably have a gun at home for personal protection. Let me ask a question, though. When was the last time you practiced with it? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why you need iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro has revolutionized home firearm training. Fact is, uh, to my knowledge, there probably wasn't a lot of home firearm training going on to begin with. And if there was, they showed up on the news. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> bullets like went through walls, and that's not safe. iTarget uses your actual gun so you can become proficient with the one you're actually going to use. And it uses your smartphone, their app, and a laser in place of the bullet. So the laser detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. It's a really cool system. So now you can practice home defense where it matters most. 
right there in your home. And you save a bunch of money because you don't have to buy ammo. And you don't have to pay range fees. And you don't waste the gas driving to and from the range. This is just so convenient and so practical and affordable. And then at home, you can test different angles. You can maximize your tactical advantage. And you can do it all using your own personal firearm right there in your own home. And save 10% when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, take your skill to the next level. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, it's being reported now that the uh, murderer in Santa Fe exchanged gunfire with deputies for 25 minutes. Wow. 20. Somebody. Uh, I mean, wow. That's. Uh, yeah, they showed up four minutes <clears throat> after the shooting started. That's amazing. They were right there. And there was a resource officer in the school who um, approached him as well. And I think he got shot, didn't he? believe so. He was injured. Yes. And they took him to the hospital. Uh, Shot in the elbow. Wow. So he didn't wait outside for the guy to come out, which is great. Good for him. 888-933-93. Celebrity chef Mario Batali has been accused by multiple women of sexual misconduct. Do you know who he is? Do you ever watch Food Network? I don't watch much, so no. Sorry. Uh, he's currently the subject of a New York City Police Department probe. According to 60 Minutes, which first reported the story Sunday night, although it's not the first time they've said Mario Batali was was uh, in, engaged in sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. It's These are the most serious charges, though. In December, a female chef in her 20s uh, called the celebrity chef creepy, and she reported that um, they started. To, she and Mario Batali started talking one night, and she realized he'd been drinking, and he became what she characterized as creepy, just giving me this provocative, icky feeling. Minutes into their conversation, now if, if it was just that, you'd say, "Okay, come on, yeah, let's move on." But then she says he told her, come work for me and I'll pay you double what you're making. Moments later, somebody bumped her glass, spilling wine all over her chest and down her scoop-necked shirt. Then she alleges that Batali began rubbing her breast with his bare hands while saying something like, let me help you with that, as he groped her. She says he just went to town and I was so shocked. Jaw on the ground, I just stepped back from him in utter disgust and walked away. Three other women also came forward uh, at the time. And at the time of the 60 Minutes report, at least 11 women have come forward alleging misconduct. When the uh, Eater magazine allegations were made public several months ago, back in December, Batali stepped away from the day-to-day operations of his business 
but and didn't deny any of the allegations. In fact, he kind of confirmed them. He said, I apologize to the people I've mistreated and hurt. Although the identities of most of the individuals mentioned in these stories have not been revealed to me, much of the behavior described does, in fact, match up with ways I have acted. Wow. Wow. Wow is right. Jeez. Uh, That's just a flat-out admission. He added, that behavior was wrong, and there are no excuses. I take full responsibility, and I'm deeply sorry for any pain, humiliation, or discomfort I have caused to my peers, employees, customers, friends, and family. Now, this sexual misconduct uh, by the NYPD, I think he is actually denying. Because this is closer to uh, rape. So... He's denying that. Uh, but it makes you wonder, well, if you've done all this other stuff, doesn't necessarily mean he did this, but he seems to have that propensity. And I mean, this guy was all over, like the Food Network and other shows. People, He's a pretty famous chef. Mm. And uh, this one woman is accusing him of drugging her and then, while she was drugged, having his way with her. And I think that's what the NYPD is investigating. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Dave in Ohio. Dave, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Pat? Good. I heard you just talking about, well, I heard you went and you were filling in for Glenn. I had one other thing to say, but uh, talking about the Planned Parenthood with uh, Margaret Singer mm-hmm. and uh, with her, she's a, just a piece of, um, I can't say on the radio, but mm-hmm. basically, um, I don't know why most people don't literally start quoting her for her words. These were her words. This is what she said. Do you agree with this? Or even just come out and say what she said and let there be a big uproar about, oh, this person's a racist. What they said about black people and the black people. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I not tell you that's what Margaret Singer, the founder of Planned Parenthood, believed? <laughs> Do you believe that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, beat them with the truth. These are what this lady believed. Do you believe this? And uh, another thing with Nancy Pelosi where she tried to say, like, what Trump about that to immigrants. It's like, no, Miss is Pelosi, didn't you, maybe you missed that, he was talking about MS-13, the gang, didn't you miss that, you know, I mean, just simple questions like that, and would please yeah. somebody throw a bucket of water on her, I just, I, I just have a hunch, <laughs> okay, have a good day, guys. Right, thanks, Dave. <laughs> he has a hunch. Is, is he alluding to the fact that she may melt? I so. Is that what he was saying? I believe that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I have a hunch. <laughs> Uh, I I could see her screaming that. I could. Yeah, you cursing brat. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And and your your little dog too. Right. Got to throw that in there. Right. Does she say that as she's melting? I don't know. Just mix it. I think that's in a different place. Uh, I think you got that whole movie mixed up in your mind. Mix it in and not analyze everything I say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Uh, Also, we had some uh, great commencement speeches uh, over the weekend from Al Gore, from Hillary Clinton. I mean, they imparted some wisdom that Mm -hmm. these kids will never forget. You got to love it. Uh, Former vice president, former Nobel Peace Prize winner, Mm. Grammy Award winner, uh, Academy Award winner. Is there anything this guy hasn't won? Mm. Al Gore. The presidency? 
Well, that okay, there you go. I mean, thank goodness. Let's just be honest. Thank heaven for that. <laughs> but he was uh, he was invited to speak at the University of Maryland spring commencement, and uh, here's some of what he had to say. There are, I know, a and great no. many supporters of President Trump in this audience. I do I understand that. As one of his uh, supporters put it on television, he said, the way I look at it, Donald Trump is chemotherapy for America. Well, in medicine and in science, some experiments are terminated early for ethical reasons. <laughs> oh, Al. Oh, golly. He's funny. As I look at it, some experiments are terminated early for medical reasons. Just so ridiculous. Why? Why? Why can we never have a single conservative show up at any of these colleges? There's no university. There's no major university that I've ever seen that is invited for their commencement speech. You know, somebody on the right. <laughs> I, I, You know, Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity. Have they ever spoken at a major university like this? I don't think so. Ted Cruz... Uh, Ben Sass would be great. Oh, yeah. But no, it's always Al Gore, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. It's the same people. Chucky Schumer. It's the same people over and over and over again. And Ben Sass was a university president, if I'm not mistaken. It That sounds right. Yeah, I think so. What university was it? Uh, I want to say it was... uh, it was up in Nebraska. I don't think you'd recognize it. Um, I'm not at Midland University. Uh, okay, so where is that? And was he was he president of it? Yeah, let's see. Mid- Midland Lutheran College. Yeah, president. Um, yeah, oh, of course, some religious zealot college. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay, naturally. Have they even asked him back to speak at their commencement? Probably yeah, not. I doubt it. Probably not. I don't know. But ne- never would you see anybody at a uh, at an Ivy League college, uh, at an Ivy League school, who is on the right, be speaking at commencement. But Hillary did. Uh, here's what she said about um, uh, her rival in the presidential election in 2016. Here's what she had to say. Right now, we're living through a full-fledged crisis in our democracy. Now there Don't have a democracy. are not tanks in the streets, no. but what's no. happening right now no. goes to the heart of who we are as a nation. And I mm. say this not as a Democrat who lost an election, mm. but as an American afraid of losing a country. Oh, wow. Wow, that's powerful. That was, that was good stuff. Oh, wow. That was really... Could have had that in the Oval Office. That was profound. Mm-hmm. You see how she did that? Well, then she, she produced a... Uh, uh, Russian hat. She brought a hat too, because I guess they have some ceremonial crazy hat thing at Yale and their commencement thing. Mm. So she uh, she brought a hat. <laughs> Watch this. This is really this is great. Oh, there it is. She's raising the hat. It's a Russian hat, and they're all applauding the Russian hat she brought with her. Oh, that's she's wonderful. She's refusing to put it on too. Yeah, but it's a Russian hat. 
And uh, at the end of it, she says, if you can't beat him, join him. And nobody re- nobody laughed. I mean, maybe one person laughed in the audience. Okay, hang on. You know why she didn't put that on, Pat? Because oh, she didn't want to be photographed with a Russian hat on? And why would it matter? Because she's uh, basically a communist? Well, besides the obvious, uh, okay. um, it's because mm. she's going to run again. She's going to run for... Su- she's, she, that, that was a political Had she move. put on that hat? Yes. She that would it's have been over. used against her. Yeah, I mean, think about Dukakis yeah. and and, uh-huh. and uh, Carrie and all their goofy moments. She didn't want a goofy moment. I don't think it's. I, I just maybe I I'm reading too much into it. No, nah, I. I mean, there's. She carefully did not put it on, because Oof. even if she doesn't run, that would be used against her. So, I mean, it was dangerous. It was stupid enough for her to bring the Russian hat. <laughs> Look at this! I'm a, a Russian hat, and all the. Lemmings at Yale that are cheering for her. Yeah, <laughs> Russian hat. That's great. Okay, comrade. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And yet we see it all the time. She's a furry black Ushenka hat, and uh, she again carefully, very carefully, and very uh, definitively did not put it on of course maybe she just didn't want to mess up her hair but i think there was more to it than that uh 888-933-93 more pat gray unleashed uh, just around the corner losing weight keeping it off can be a real struggle and once you get to a certain age it's even a bigger struggle and if you want to lose those extra pounds but it just feels like you're shoveling sand on the beach there this is where rid you zone can help with proper nutrition diet exercise riduzone can help you lose weight and more important it helps you keep those extra pounds from returning and that to me that's the hardest part you know because you can get really dedicated and you can you can have your resolve for a few months and lose the weight and then after you've done all that you just want to go back and eat again that's all you want to do you just want to go back to your old habits. Well, Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that helps you not go back to your old eating habits. It takes the good stuff in olive oil, and they created a patented product containing OEA that boosts your metabolism and reduces your appetite. So, if especially if you've hit that age where nothing seems to work in your weight loss world, it's time to try Riduzone. Order today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, and get 30% off your three-month supply. It's time to make it happen. Let Riduzone help you get over the hump finally. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, to get 30% off your three-month supply. You are listening to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Ah, uh, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. ABC thirteen in Houston. Talked to student uh, Dustin about the 
murderer at his school last week. And um, here's uh, here's some of the things that he had to say. I seen the shooter before he even got to the art classroom. He was wearing a trench coat and big boots. And then after that, like shortly after that, I made it to the restroom. I heard the fire alarm go off. And then after that, we heard three gunshots and no one moved. But then like shortly after, there was more shots and then the teacher screamed at us to run. And it was like right by us too, because like where we were at behind the school. And then we started running, everyone was scattering. And then people were like tripping. Some girl almost got trampled. And then I just cut it right into someone's yard and took two people with me to make sure they got over the fence safe. Wow. Uh, he also told the reporter uh, that the killer was bullied by... Uh, a lot of people, including some coaches. The coaches would bully him and call him names, and he just didn't have a lot of friends either. And then I believe one of the victims that he shot bullied him too. Oof. I mean, uh, there, there's, uh, there's not much you can say about uh, about that situation, except that. Something's got to be done about that situation, too, about the bullying situation in our schools. Now, there's obviously no reason to uh, take a gun into a school and start murdering people. But uh, for coaches and teachers to be bullying the kid, too, how does that happen? How is how is that allowed to continue uh, at any of our high schools in this day and age? You got coaches calling this calling students names? Is that possible? Wow. Something else we should uh, be looking into. And and maybe uh, the Parkland kids should be talking about this as well. Is the bullying situation in our schools. You know, they're talking about these kids are out there talking about the uh, generation of elected officials that we have what about the generation that is is in school right now bullying their fellow students and the ones being bullied that snap and go into a school and murder 10 people that's not this generation doing that that is that's their generation doing that and what about the desensitized desensitization to human life that's necessary in order to allow that to happen inside their minds. Um, This is a uh, tweet from a guy unrelated to the shooting, but, you know, something to, to think about. He writes, hey, guys, I know I usually just post jokes on my Twitter, but bear with me because I wanted to share something. So in one of my management classes, I sit in the same seat in the front row every day. Every single day I sit there. Now I also sit next to some foreign guy that barely speaks English. The most advanced thing I heard this guy say in English is, wow, my muffin is really good. This guy also has a habit of stacking every item he owns in the exact space I sit. His bag, his food, his books, and his phone are always on right on my desk space. Now every time... Every single time I walk into class, this guy says, uh, Tom, you here? Okay. And starts frantically clearing my desk of his belongings. He then makes it a habit to say, ready for class, yeah? 
and gives me a high five. Every day, this guy gives me a high five. I was always annoyed with this guy. I'm thinking, dude, you know I sit in the seat every day. Why are you always stacking your stuff here? And the last thing I want to do is give a guy who barely speaks my language high fives at 8 in the morning. Just get your stuff off my desk. But today, I came to class and I was running a few minutes late. I'm standing outside because I, I had to send a quick text. I could see my usual space through the door, out the corner of my eye. Of course, my desk was filled with his belongings, the usual. So I'm standing there on my phone with another guy who is also late, walks into the class before me and tried to take my seat since it's closest to the door. The guy sitting next to me stops this dude from sitting down and says, I'm sorry, my good friend Thomas sits here. (laughs) It was then that I realized this guy wasn't putting stuff on my seat to annoy me. He was saving my seat every morning. And this whole time he saw me as a friend. But I was too busy thinking about myself to take him into consideration. Cheesy as it sounds, I was touched. I ended up going into class, and of course, cleared. he cleared the seat and said, Ah, Tom, you here? Okay. <laughs> and I did get a high five. At the end of the class, I ended up asking him if he wanted to go out and get a bite to eat with me. We did, talked for a while, got through the broken English. Uh, the guy moved here from the Middle East to pursue a college education in America. Anyway, these two became friends, and um, it just goes to show that you know, maybe we can extend ourselves a little bit to those around us. And maybe that helps the situation. Maybe it calms the climate down just a little bit. Of course, there's absolutely no excuse to ever take things to the extent where you're bringing a, a shotgun and a handgun into, into a school and shoot people with it. No matter what happened to you, there's, there's no excuse for that. But maybe we could diffuse some of these situations with some kindness. Is that possible? Uh, I would say so. Especially if you've got coaches bullying students. Jeez, there's no place for that. There is no place for that. And I thought thought this generation, these millennials, uh, were so inclusive of their fellow classmates. I I thought they were so uh, tolerant. Of everybody. Oh, they accept gays. They accept transsexuals. They accept heterosexuals. They don't care what background you have. But if you're a little bit different, you're going to get bullied to the point where you've lost your mind. Yeah, something something has to ha- happen on that front as well. 888 Also at uh, Pat Unleashed, if you'd like to uh, tweet your thoughts. Uh, we got Lewis in Virginia. Hey, Lewis, you're on the blaze. Uh, hey, guys. Hey. Hey, uh, look, I'm calling in because I'm really disappointed in the two of you, especially you, Pat Gray. You were talking earlier about the queen and how she had the frown on her face, the upside-down smile, yeah. so on and so on. And, of course, uh, Stuart, my esteemed colleague from Virginia, called in and said that she was constipated. When you know darn well, Pat, you've seen this face before. You know darn well that the queen, mm-hmm. after she walked in there and the trumpet stopped blaring, she pulled a roker and pooped her pants. <laughs> I mean, come on. No wonder that seat was vacant wow. right next to her, huh? 
Uh, thanks. Yeah. Now yeah. we understand. Yeah. You know, after that, wow. you can hear the you can hear the trumpets out. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lewis. Great sound effects, by the way. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. You see that admission from the Queen of England? That would be fun, wouldn't I it? I pooped in my pants. I pooped in my pants. Yeah. I, <laughs> my knickers. <laughs> Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393, headed Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We were talking about uh, Al Gore and whether there's any award he hasn't won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unleashed Jack Cole Andrew says, uh, Pat, you forgot to mention that Al Gore will be in the Rock Hall of Fame before Foreigner. Uh, which is sad, but Does true. that hurt? Does that hurt when you... A little bit. Yep. A little bit. Uh, there's no better way to combat white privilege and colonize colonization in America than to celebrate a British royal wedding <laughs> from Piltdown Posse. Right. Very true. Yeah. Uh, it was Al Sharpton, I believe, who said that this was the last gasp of white uh, white supremacy. Did you see that comment? I did Something not. Something about white supremacy? Do I need to go get the bullhorn out of the hall? Yes, probably. Okay. Be right back. Uh, and for Patrick Puddin, patriotic Puddin, I'm sorry. Uh, I shudder to think... Of what Keith will do if Pat slips and calls him Jeffy instead of uh, Stu, right. which I did earlier. Yeah, that would be that would be ugly. Yes, it would. Uh, looking at this story now of this rookie pitcher, is he a, is he uh, with the Cardinals? Yeah. And he just uh, his name is uh, Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Twenty one years old. Normally has about a 103 mile per hour fastball. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> 103 miles an hour. I spit right? on 103 mile per hour fastballs mm-hmm. and knock them out of the park. <laughs> wow. Well, on Sunday, he, th- he threw 105 miles per hour twice <laughs> in their five to one win over uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Wow. Jeez. That's unbelievable. So he had a two miles per hour to 103 mile an hour uh, usual. Yeah, I mean, usual. Fastball. Uh, at some point, at what point does that become unhittable to people? They still hit. They still hit 105-mile-an-hour fastballs. It's incredible to me. Mm. I guess that's why they're in the major leagues, and uh, frankly, I'm not. Braves had a big win over the weekend, a mm. historic win. I'm sure you saw that one. Oh, I was just about to talk mm. about that. Score six runs with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. So oh, win 10 to nine. It's wonderful. It was. Thank you for sharing that. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, five pitches Hicks fired to Herrera in a ninth inning at bat were the five fastest pitches of the 2018 season. <laughs> I'd like to be Herrera. Thrown by any pitcher. Oh. In the ninth inning, the kid still has enough Ooh. in his arm. <laughs> To throw it two miles an hour faster than usual. Mm. So he threw 105 twice. 
In doing so, Hicks eclipsed Yankees closer Aroldis Chapman as the game's hardest thrower this season. He and Chapman are the only pitchers to hit 105 since pitch tracking began in 2008. The scoreboard uh, readings had Hicks' teammates clamoring in the dugout, as you can imagine. Kid's just a rookie, 21 years old. You see 105 miles per hour up there. That doesn't happen. I don't know what the exact miles per hour was, but we're all wondering if it's 105 or where where on 105 it was. I wish I could throw 105, according to Jack Flaherty, who is the uh, uh, starter, starting pitcher. Yeah, he's a relief pitcher, Jordan Hicks, so his yeah. arm comes in fresh. Now, I'm just wondering... How long are we going to be? That's why in the ninth inning he's still yeah. throwing 105. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering how long we're going to be treated to this kid because you just feel like that arm's going to give out soon, you know, mm-hmm. throwing it that hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, boy, this is fun so far. But I'd be bailing out of that batter's box. I'd just be hoping for to get walked. <laughs> I, I'd love to know if this is the fastest of all time. I mean, it, it could uh, there possibly have been guys faster than this? Yeah, it seems like there was. Yeah. Uh, like, before they had the radar gun in baseball, uh-huh. like, how fast did Bob Gibson throw? How how fast did, uh, you know, Sandy Colfax and all those guys throw? How hard was there somebody who, Randy Johnson? Uh, it's 105.1 is the uh, record. So that... 105.1 is yeah, the record? I'm trying to see who it was. Uh, Set it, by, we don't know yet. Is that what you're saying? That's what we're saying. All right. Bruce Souter, really? On. What? Wait, Chapman. Really? Hold on. Yeah. Chapman, let's see. I, I'm so lost right now. But uh, it's apparently 105.1 uh, is the Guinness World Record. And it's... Uh, 105.1. It's hard cute. to believe the human arm can throw that hard. That's incredible. Uh, Albertine uh, Roldis Chapman de la Cruz. Yeah, I'm sorry. Chapman. It is Chapman, yeah. who's throwing about 103 this Reds. year. So he's not he's not able to maintain that. It'll be interesting to see if this kid can. Can he throw 105 on a regular basis? I mean, you're going to spit on the 103, so he better keep that 105 going. <laughs> right? Or else it could get ugly between you two. <laughs> I wonder at what point, I mean, at, at a certain miles per hour, it would be so fast you barely see it coming at you. Right? 60 feet, 6 I mean, inches. Yeah, that's pretty fast. you got to swing like immediately <laughs> in order to hit that thing. I think once he winds up, it's time to just start <laughs> swinging. Yeah. He starts to wind up, swing. Mm. Uh, I mean, used to see when my son was playing high school baseball, some of those kids could throw 90-92, and that seemed unbelievable fast to me. And, and and it just seemed like as soon as they throw, you got you got to swing. Then this is thirteen to fifteen miles an hour faster than that. It's yeah, just unbelievable. And I'm sorry, Chapman um, plays for the Yankees now. He was drafted by the Reds. I was just skimming this thing real fast here. But um, not only fastest pitch in MLB history by Chapman, but also fastest Major League Baseball pitcher to reach 500 strikeouts. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Mm. So, how fast did you pitch it when you were uh, younger there, Pat? I wasn't a pitcher. No? 
Uh, you wouldn't go to like the little uh-uh. the little batting cage and test your arm out in the I, fair I, or something? I, I, yeah, I did test it at the fair. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. Uh, but... 101, 102? <laughs> it would have been in the low hundreds. Low hundreds. Somewhere. Okay. You don't you know, want to brag. Low hundreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to put anybody else to shame. Well, you know what? Try us. We'll, we'll be the judge of shame. Yeah, it's 107. What? Yeah, 107. Wait, where was the Guinness Book mm-hmm. of Records guy? Was he not uh, there? Not there. Not <gasps> there that day. And yeah, then when he so. showed up, how fast did you throw it? 68. But my arm was sore after throwing 107. He you know, have planned out his visit better <laughs> than that, man. Don't, don't do it the day after. Yeah, I lost a little bit of velocity uh, after the first couple of throws. Huh. So, yeah. Sounds like you lost quite a bit of velocity there. Is it okay? I mean, did it... Is it no, I think I'd, you know, I'd <gasps> Never throw again it on my arm a little bit. Never again throw it that fast? Mm-hmm. Probably a little Tommy John surgery necessary after oh. that, but... Uh, man, that stinks that the, the yeah, Guinness guy wasn't there. I know, right? Uh, all the luck. Right? Yeah, so... Uh, and you got other guys like like Verlander, who's in his career been up near a hundred, uh, and still now this late in his career is ninety eight, ninety nine sometimes. Wow! Um, but a hundred and five is just ridiculous. That's just insanity. A few years ago, I wouldn't have believed anybody could throw hundred and five miles an hour. It's going to be interesting to see where that ends up because you know these guys are just getting stronger. And faster, with better mechanics, and it just keeps improving and evolving. Is somebody going to throw 110 miles an hour eventually? I don't know. We'll see. But you remember Randy Johnson? <clears throat> you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. You remember when he was pitching and he hit a bird? Remember the bird? Just oh yeah, exploded? killed Exploded. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's yeah, it. Did explode too. <laughs> that's it not was good. Yeah. Which was so weird, because what are the odds that a bird would fly right into the path of his pitch at that particular moment when he's throwing a 95, 98, 100-mile-an-hour fastball? And that poor bird. He felt bad, too. I remember that. He was not happy. Nolan Ryan also up there among the fastest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Feller and Walter Johnson. They say Walter Johnson, and he was a long time ago. And I looked that up because I thought the guys from that era probably threw in the 80s or 90s. And they think they threw about as hard as they throw today. Well, Walter Johnson, this is how they measured the speed back in 1907. It was, um, they measured it with a um, a motorcycle, a speeding motorcycle. (laughs) That's how they estimated it. What? Right. That's how they could do that. Um, Really? Now, Bob Feller, they're saying that... uh, One computation said 107.9, but they think it's probably more like 101 to 102 accurately. Bob Feller? Yeah. 101? It's from Sports Illustrated. We'll never know exactly wow. how fast Hall of Fame pitcher Bob Feller could throw. Wow. No radar guns when he played. Anyhow. Um, but they, they, I'm trying to think. They somehow clocked it uh, based on measurements. Anyway. In 1917, a Bridgeport, Connecticut munitions laboratory recorded uh, Walter Johnson's fastball at 134 feet per second, which is equal to about 91.36 miles an hour. So 91 miles an hour. Okay. In 1917, that was probably fast, but it's not. it doesn't blow you away well, today. Well, do that in metric, Pat. Uh, there's no way to do that. Really? Yeah, Dang no it. way. 
Okay. Well, they say it was 147.03 kilometers per hour, but nobody knows. That could be a mile per hour, or it could be 7,000 miles an hour. It could be like an EFIS pitch. Know. We yeah. have no idea. No idea. No way to know. We we'll wish we could figure out Walter Johnson, but we can't because they clocked it in kilometers, and there's no way to tell. So, <laughs> But Bob Feller, they think 101 miles an hour? Uh, Bob Feller was in, what, the yeah. 40s? 40s? Yeah, in the 40s. His career was interrupted, uh, as many were, from World War II. World War II, yeah. Wow. That's really something. Yeah, let's see. So I guess they're saying... <clears throat> I guess the final consensus is 104. Uh, that's what On Feller? Credited with officially. Yeah, 104? Yeah, I just see that here. Yeah. That's, now, that's hard to believe. In, 19, in the 1940s, he so, was throwing 104 so, miles an so hour. So Army equipment clocked him at 98.6. Some wow. computations said 107.9, but it's generally agreed that uh, 104. That's impressive. Yeah. You know, because they didn't have the same workout habits. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the same nutrition. Yeah. They, they, you know, the bodies were a little bit smaller, a little less muscular. There's a lot going on in the 1940s yeah. that aren't going on now and vice versa. During World War II, I wonder what Captain America could throw a fastball at. Uh, yeah, probably 200, 300. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Because when he, I mean, look what happens when he throws that shield around. Sure. Yeah. Cut somebody's head off with yeah, that thing. Absolutely. Careful. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, spring is in the air and so is pollen and that gets in your house and then it circulates around in your because you got a dirty filter chances are and uh, you should replace it is what you should do because your HVAC filter um, means a lot it means if if it's clean it's going to be trapping all the dust and pollen and and uh, all the other nasty allergens the mold that can be dangerous all the things that ag- aggravate your allergies and make you sick. Filterby.com is where you can get these uh, filters. And they are the leading provider of HVAC filters for your homes and small businesses. Over 600 different filter sizes. Custom options. Everything is shipped free within 24 hours. Manufactured right here in America. All the way up to hospital grade in the MERV, op- Merv rating. So um, these are excellent excellent filters and here's the thing not only does it clean up the air in your house and you're going to be breathing better and feeling better but it also helps your system run more efficiently and it it just cuts down on maintenance if you've got a dirty filter and it it just that kind of runs down your system and eventually you're going to be repairing or replacing that and they can be extremely expensive to replace or repair and right now, you can save 5% on your filters at filterby.com when you set up auto delivery. Then you don't have to worry about when it's time to change them again. Save money, save time, and breathe better with filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 I'd like to know what Catholics make of um, the Pope's statement to this um, 
Juan Carlos Cruz, the gay man that was abused by a Chilean priest as a child. Uh, apparently, the Pope had a private meeting with him, and he said it doesn't matter to God that he, that he's gay. Is that in conflict with Catholic doctrine, or, or is that is 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 does that jive with Catholic doctrine? Interesting he, Pope here. Yeah, he really is. Supposedly, he said, "You know, Juan Carlos, that doesn't matter that you're gay." God made you like this. God loves you like this. The Pope loves you like this, and you should love yourself and not worry about what people say. Yeah, I mean, it's clear. There's no doubt that God loves everybody, no matter what you're doing. But he doesn't want you to be doing certain things. And doesn't Catholic doctrine still say that homosexuality is a sin? Or any uh, sexual activity outside the bonds of heterosexual marriage is a sin, right? What does it take to change Catholic doctrine? Honest question. Like, it's is it the Pope or do the cardinals have to vote? Like, how does this Not become... sure. Well, I think they do because there's Vatican I and Vatican II, right? And so I think they ha- I think there's a meeting of some sort. Mm-hmm. I think there's a meeting of the minds. Okay. And uh, so I, I don't think the Pope just changes it on his own. I don't think. But I don't know. Catholics can maybe help us with that. Um, but this this says, while the Pope's comments on homosexuality appear to be at odds the tra- with the traditions of the Roman Catholic Church, which in a 1986 letter claimed that gay acts are objectively disordered. I mean, that's, you know, 1986. The Vatican did not respond to the exchange, telling CNN we do not normally comment on the Pope's private conversations. Cruz and the Pope's meeting was part of a three-day Vatican summit on sexual abuse within the faith, especially among the Chilean Catholic community. The summit relates back to the church's infamous scandal relating to the abuse of young people by Catholic leaders that spanned the globe and went on for decades without much exposure until the Boston Globe and their reporting in 2002. So it's, I, I mean, it's interesting. It's it. I mean, he's <laughs> said a lot of things that seem to be different than what you, what you would expect the Catholic Church to say or what you think the doctrine is. Every couple of weeks, it's a, it's a new, take it back to the last segment, curveball. From this Pope. It does seem that way. Just try to, I don't, because I'm not Catholic, so I don't know how much weight it has. Or, boy. I would think it carries serious weight. You'd think. It is the Pope, right? You'd think. Yeah. 888-933-93 or at Pat Unleashed. I I like this uh, man on the street from Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) This is, (laughs) this is an amazing one. He just goes outside the studio uh, as uh, Jimmy Fallon does too, but Kimmel just goes outside the studio and talks to people who are walking by. Now I don't know how many people it takes for him to find responses like this, but my guess is not very many. This question is: Name any book. <laughs> oh, that's that's easy, right? Oh yeah, you, you would name think, a right? Book. Name a book. Name a book. <laughs> you can't name a book. A book. Just name a book. <laughs> Here it is. Here's what happened. Name a Can book. Can you name a book? 
Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't read books. <laughs> but um, what's it called? Um, Can you name a book? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you name a book? Um, uh, I, 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 I don't read books. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A book? The Lion King. The movie? Yeah, the book. You read the book, The Lion King? Yeah. Is the Lion King. Uh, That's great. Dang, hold on, man. I'm trying. I haven't even read it. Hold on. Let me think. Hold on. All right. Go ahead. Take your Can time. we cut this and do it again? <laughs> Can you name a book? A book? Any book? Um. Really? The Jungle Book. It's not a book. Is it? It's a movie. Jeez. Jungle Book. Sure. Uh, is it? Both. Are you sure? No. Does, does ma do magazines count? No, those wouldn't be books. That's correct. Uh, I can name uh, Moby Dick. That's an artist. He wrote a book called Horse. I like that book. Moby Dick was the author. Yes. And the <laughs> book was Horse. Yes. Wait, what? That's what I said, huh? <laughs> what was the last book you read? Um, probably Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Dr. Seuss, maybe? <laughs> Wow. Humanity is over. Good night. We're done. Yep. Roll up the sidewalks and let's just close up the United States of America. We are done. That's it. Pat, Can't name a book. Yeah, I'm just wondering, is the Bible a book? <laughs> well, that, that's, yes. That's asking. That's two layers of... I mean, you couldn't even say Harry Potter? Harry Potter? Seriously. They, there's been 500 million of them sold. You can't say Harry Potter... It's pretty easy. War and Peace. I mean, I, I know you're put on the spot, but there's some pretty famous titles that would spring immediately to mind. I hope that took a year wow. to capture that footage and not a day. I would love to. Of course, I don't like Jimmy Kimmel, but I'd love to ask him how long, how long it took. How many people did you have to talk to to find these idiots? Jeez. That hurts. That is unbelievable. <laughs> and by the way, Moby Dick is a book, but he thought it was an author who wrote Horse. <laughs> okay, Moby Dick wrote the book Horse? Think about it. They didn't, <laughs> Are you they didn't ask me? what's the last book you read. No, right. right. They asked just name, name a book. A book. Just name a book. A book. Uh, it should be fairly easy. Name a book. Uh, Dr. Seuss? No, Dr. Seuss, not a book. <laughs> like a story, okay? That's a story that you read your... It's a bedtime story you read your kids. It's an author. Okay. And an author, yes, right. But he wrote books. Okay. Well, he wrote stories, sure. like Green Eggs and Ham. So Dr. Seuss doesn't qualify as a book either. I'm surprised these cats didn't say uh, The Audacity of Hope. You know, Barack Obama's big book. Yeah. Just even if they knew right. about it. Uh, it's over. I mean, it's Yeah. It's been fun. I mean, it was a good time, yeah. you know. I mean, mm -hmm. we had some good times, some laughs and some, you know, and memories that that we'll always mm -hmm. cherish. Yeah. Um, sure. But uh created some stuff, we yeah, did some things, but some uh good things. Now it's done. We're done. I mean, it was 
<laughs> it was good while it lasted, right? I mean, it wasn't all bad just toward the end. Hmm. Oh, that's sad. So sad. I mean, it's funny, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not really, really funny anymore. Yeah, that's no, true. now it just hurts. That is true. And I, and I look at, I see stuff like this, and I just think of my kids. And I'm thinking, as bad as it is now, could they name a book? Wait, your kids? Until, do you think your your mm, kids? My kids? Could they name a book? I don't know. It's a tough one. Just thinking about mine too. I think they could name a book. Mm-hmm. I hope. You think so? Oh gosh! What a show off, man! Why do you have to brag about I'm, your kids on the air like this? Though. I'm not positive. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but this I is the world could. that our kids are going to mm. inherit. They are walking into a world that is mm-hmm. populated by people who can't. Name a freaking book! Is that important, though? Do you need to know a book? <laughs> Would that ever come up in conversation? You're right. Uh, it won't. Give me a minute. Uh, 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 Dr. Seuss? And then, you know, you got a, a run of Dr. Seuss books. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you know what these people... You know what they can name? They can name more sexualities than books. Oh, for sure. That's what they can do. Yeah, That's the sure. knowledge base of this generation. Yep. Triple eight, 93 Yeah, we got uh, Chewing the Fat coming up next. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. You know what that means? Uh, it's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. I mean, you have to hope, right, that the country isn't doomed uh, with uh, you can't name a book uh, name, with the Jimmy Kimmel thing. You got to hope that maybe Kimmel cut it out. took him like six weeks yeah, to compile. You know, that. All, all the ones, all the ones that answered what book they've read, he just cut out. And it'll say that's what those. I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, that's what to. I'm hoping. You have to because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I mean, come on now. Seriously. <laughs> uh, okay, between Twilight and Harry Potter. Right. And that's almost a billion books that have been purchased. And people You're telling I'm, me you can't think of one of those? One book? One book. I mean, how about I don't know. The Bible. Yes. How about Yes. Sex and My Mistakes. Everybody's read that. Mm-hmm. Well, stupid. I'm no, not, I'm I don't think afraid I'm not familiar with, with that. I'm not. What book is that? Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of that right now. Well, okay, sorry. <laughs> You're in the middle of writing that, or no, no, reading it. No, I'm in the middle of reading that. I'm in the, okay. the book that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. I, my working title is No Means Yes, <laughs> but I've, I haven't finished it. What yet. He, that's a that that's, that's an attention title. getter. That's my I would working think. title. Yeah, okay. I mean, it might change in the end. You never know. The publishers right. might. You know, <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Think something else. Did you just say the publishers? Yeah, they might want to change it, but right now it's you've no got, means. You've yes. got you've got this thing ready to go. It's yeah, in listen, the works. I've got to, I've got to okay the artwork for it, but you okay, know. all right. And it's about you, know, you. You probably don't want to give that away. I, I mean, I thought the title said it all. <laughs> it's just some life experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. 
All right. that, uh, you said. know where no enough said where no no I think you means enough yes. said it said enough actually yeah it's, okay about well, halfway through I was gonna eighteen pages <laughs> okay about all the way done then <laughs> hey Keith what the heck what's wrong man I know you've been here all morning I have dude yeah what's up I know you've been here all morning okay National Strawberries and Cream Day yeah uh, I don't know about you Pat but wow. I'm hungry oh yes. <laughs> I've been here Wouldn't all day. Strawberries so. and cream would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't go doing? get them if mm-hmm. I'm here all day. Sorry. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't you have an intern or something? <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop. All right. So we talked a little bit earlier today about Starbucks and uh, when they would respond and uh, their response to their new plan of, hey, it doesn't matter. Come on in. You don't have to buy anything. We don't care. You can sit down. You can relax. You can use the bathroom. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, they uh, they took a big criticism over the weekend, and we talked a little bit about it uh, this morning on the radio show. Well, they they kind of uh, went with uh, some more details today uh, as they initially declined to share its updated procedures for handling uh, disruptive behaviors. Wait a minute. What what more details do you need? Come on in. Mm -hmm. Sit down at our tables. You don't have to buy anything. Use our bathrooms. You don't have to be a customer. Well, right. Their message is of inclusiveness uh, without alienating paying mm-hmm. customers. Uh, you know, they don't want to do that. But look, uh, you know, the company is, you know, we've got managers and baristas at Starbucks that first ask the fellow employees to verify that a certain behavior is disruptive. Uh, they can respectfully request that the customer stop it. Uh, only call 911 if the situation becomes unsafe. There are other disruptive behaviors that, uh, including talking too loud, uh, playing loud music, viewing inappropriate content, and the company provided employees with examples of when they should call 911, which includes when a customer is using or selling drugs. So, hmm. I mean, okay, that whole thing of inclusiveness is yeah, <laughs> not, not so really. inclusive. Huh. And then, but fun. they're still able to have anybody come in and use the restroom, and not buy anything, not purchase anything. Uh, it's no, going to work out. Just well. use the bathroom. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to work it's out. Going to well sit down and rest a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think you gave them a month. Yes, maybe more, maybe I'd less. Them, I would give them a month before they before they go back on that policy. Right. Yeah. Uh, you don't you know what anybody can use the bathroom but they have to ask first and if our barista or manager decide that they're not worthy no. Yeah, they're going to walk it back. They're going to have to. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. I can't mm-hmm. wait for this thing to play out. <laughs> I mean they're going to have to, right? Uh Justify, big winner this weekend. Oh, yeah. Number two, mm-hmm. won at the mud race. It was bad, mm-hmm. too. I mean, I watched the, finally watched it. I didn't watch it live. And, uh, man, it was bad. That track was mud and fog and nasty. Yeah. And he almost lost. Hmm. Really? I mean, it was, it it was, was close. I heard it was pretty close. I mean, it wasn't. Look, he was going to win. Right? I mean, there, but it's closer than you thought. Uh, and, the jockey said he was tired and kind of uh, um, not himself. And... And still won the race. Right. So, so I mean, good for him, right? Yeah. I mean, it's good for the jockey. I mean, he didn't want yeah. Justify to ding. You know what? No. <laughs> not, I'm not doing today. it today. Let's see how dirty that is out there? No. Not feeling it. No, no, no. I'll tell you what. No, <laughs> hop down. I'll ride you around this track for a little bit. I'm not, see if you can beat them, all right? So hang on a second. Uh, so both of these races of this Triple Crown so far have yeah. been mud baths. In the mud. Yeah. yeah. So he's rooting for a rainy day in New York a couple weeks I from now. I guess so, because now, now you go for the Triple Crown, right? And it's oh. uh, even the I horse. want him to win. 
Well, everybody kind of roots for the horse once they've mm-hmm. won the two, right? Yep. You mm-hmm. kind of want yep. the triple crown to happen. But I know that uh, I was just reading this uh, my you know my daily uh, <clears throat> racetrack horseracingnation.com. dot mm-hmm. As uh, you know, I'm a big horse race fan. Big, big horse race. Oh, yeah. And uh, this particular writer says, um, right now my feeling is uh, no. Uh, Justify won't do it. Mm. Won't do it in the, in the, to become the 13th mm. horse in history to win the Triple Crown. So Why not? I think, luck, I think he will. He's just saying it's too long. Horses go. Yeah, that's what he's they over, said about uh, he's American Pharaoh, He's overcome too. too much. Yeah. He's too, you know, he hasn't, it's a surprise that he's come this far. They said the same thing about American Pharaoh. They said the same thing about Secretariat. Yeah, they did. Ah, this race is too long. Uh, they, they never get the Belmont Stakes. Yeah, they did. And no problem. And then, and, and then Secretariat, Secretariat still run it by, what, 37 lengths? He's still running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't stopped. I was looking at some of these big, uh, some of these big winners, though, right? So you had American Pharaoh. Uh, affirmed in '78, mm-hmm. Seattle Slough. Yeah, oh, I forgot about Seattle Slough. Secretariat, of course. Citation. I mean, 1948. I, I was just a little whippersnapper there in '48. Yeah, you were only citation. in your 70s in '48. Yeah, 48. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got, I got. They let me in for cheap. As a, <laughs> I got the the old folks deal. Yeah, yeah. The four o'clock special. Fleet whirl away. War admiral. Oh, yeah, War Admiral. That's part of the... Uh, yeah. One of the greatest deal. horses ever. Yeah. Oh, uh, Omaha, Gallant Fox, and Sir Barton in 1919. Mm. Long time ago, man. Yeah. Wow. Did you think at the time Sir Barton was going to pull it off in 1919? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not. In fact, RacingNation.com uh, said no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. And they so, were wrong then, they too. They were wrong then, wow. too. Right. So, good. <laughs> Uh, volcano activity still uh, blowing up in Hawaii. Look out. They're evacuating more people. It's now harmed uh, a seriously injured a man with lava splatter. Yeah. Uh, he was standing on his balcony, and the lava splatter hit his leg. Ooh. And uh, it, <laughs> yes, no kidding. It shattered. It hit him in the shin and shattered everything from there down on his leg. Oh, man. With the lava splatter. And Get they're saying, out, man. Yeah, they're saying, uh, some of that lava splatter can weigh as much as a refrigerator. What? So uh, even small pieces of spatter really? can kill you. So yeah. it doesn't burn; it crushes. Well, both, yeah. But, so even now they're like bullets, you know. Weird. Wow. So uh, twenty-two fissures have opened up since the volcano <laughs> began erupting uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there are uh, now they're reporting uh, increased sulfur dioxide emissions as lava flows into the ocean because they call that laze which is when the lava hits the ocean, sending the acid and steam and fine glass particles into the air. Mm-hmm. So you end up getting lays, lung, eye, skin irritation. Sounds like fun to be Doesn't in Hawaii. It, yeah. I mean, that's where you want to be. It's paradise. Right? It's paradise. They got four more, uh, four more structures destroyed, so nearly four dozen structures have been demolished. Handful of people trapped. Now we've got people being trapped because it's, yeah. it's, it's burning down roads. They had to helicopter in. And uh, helicopter some people out. Uh, here we go. Uh, right now, I say evacuate them all. Let's go ahead and just get them out of there. Because mm-hmm. now we're gonna, we're we're going to start putting rescue people's lives at risk to save other people that wouldn't get off the island. Well, I I don't think they will because they, no, they tell won't. them you you don't evacuate now and there's going to be nobody here for you. You know that, right? Well, you Where, can do nobody's that, coming right. for you. Nobody's coming. Just so you know that, then you make your decision. You know. Uh, 
a well-informed decision, knowing that if you stay behind and you don't evacuate now, we're not coming for you. Well, because got- it it endangers the life of those who are trying to rescue right. you. I mean, you got 2,000 people were given <laughs> the evacuation order right away. And then they're warning now other neighboring communities to be, be prepared to evacuate. Um, but, I mean, that's like if you're living, say, on the other side, the lava's flowing down the other side of the mountain, and you're over on the other side. Unless they tell you, you're probably staying, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I think I'd I'm be out of there I'm looking up going, now. you know. I'd be gone by now. I think I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I'm out. Too I'm much not. going on, you know. You don't know where it's going to explode from. The no, whole thing right. could go up and just come Fishers, down on all sides. Lava all flow, it. earthquakes. I mean, everything going on. I know. On. No, thank you. Bye-bye. To be serious, I don't know that I want Lay's Lung. I don't. I'm pretty sure of it. (laughs) I don't know that I actually want Lay's Lung and fine crystals breathing into my eyes and nose. Because that's not spelled like Lay's Potato Chips. No, it is not. It's (laughs) L-A-Z-E. That's a different kind of Lay's. Yeah, you don't want the Lay's Lung. No, you don't. You do not want the Lay's Lung. Uh also, good news this weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, and it's it, last Thursday, of course, was the one year anniversary since Mueller started to be started his investigation. Which yeah, but they're going to wrap that up uh, right around Labor Day. So uh, don't that's even what Giuliani said. Yeah, Giuliani said this weekend they're going to mm-hmm. wrap it up by September. So he he said something like he didn't want it to affect the elections. Eh, I don't know that it, it might affect him anyway, and really on the good side. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got what uh, he's only spent ten million or so. Uh, on this investigation, which is peanuts. I mean, 10 million bucks, big whoop. And he's created so much. I mean, he's got 19 people have been charged with uh, illegal actions, including four Trump campaign ads and three Russian companies. And they have nothing to do with the election of President Trump. Wait, I thought that's what the, isn't that what the investigation was supposed to, Mm. supposed to be? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's indicted 13 Russians for using social media platforms to stir up trouble in the U.S. Oh, man, look out for that. But those Russians used the social media to push people towards rallies and actions, uh, in some cases that supported Trump, and some cases supported Hillary. That was the whole deal, right? They just want to create chaos. They don't care. It didn't matter to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I know that part of the Giuliani deal was that um, it would be um, wrapped up by September 1st if Trump gets uh, questioned, right? He goes in front of in front of Mueller if he was able to interview him. Mm. I, I would advise against that. Because mm-hmm. uh, while, I, while I don't necessarily believe that Trump did anything, some, you know, you say stuff in front of these guys. Yeah, and Don, you know, while Donald Trump is a, a one of the smartest, brightest men, got the best in words, the world, best, words, uh, best education, yeah, best, best words, be, all of it. Went to Wharton top, Business School, top notch, world, world class. University of Pennsylvania is an Ivy League school. Like I said, everything with smartest best words. Smartest, He's got the best words. The smart, <laughs> right? So, yes, He's got the best words. So, and I mean, that's I guess. I don't He's got s- nothing to fear because he has the best words. But mm-hmm. sometimes those best words can nobody get misconstrued. Says, nobody thinks he should do it. Uh, nobody around <laughs> him. Anyway. Miss, miss what? Misconstrued? Yes. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, misconstrued. That's that's what he did. Name a book, Jeffy. 
No means yes. That's, and, that's and, not a book. That's not a book. Oh, it's, it's going to be. Okay. Mis- ah. Misconstrued is. That's like somebody's stage name. <laughs> Give up for misconstrued. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, I talked last week also about uh, Ebola in the Congo. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're beginning evacuations today. Oh boy! Uh, in the go. in the big city of Mabangdaka. Oh yeah, I've got a summer home there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You might want to. So I might not want to visit no, for a while. Not unless you're <laughs> right? vaccinated. Okay. Not unless you're vaccinated. But the WHO said, uh, and that's the global <laughs> the WHO, uh, the <laughs> World <laughs> Health Roger Organization. Roger Daltrey or yes. Pete Townsend? Yeah. No, Townsend. Okay. Townsend. We're going to Townsend. Right. Townsend for commented on this. Yeah, uh, they're not declaring uh, the outbreak a global <laughs> health emergency yet, so they're not putting restrictions on travel or trade. So that's good. Right, no, no reason to worry there. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. There's yeah. nothing to worry about. Stop whining. Yeah, please. We won't get fooled again. So, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And in Ohio, uh, police uh, intervened as the night shift responded to an obviously drunk guy walking home from the bar at 526 in the morning. He was uh, at least drunk enough to call the police by himself while hallucinating. Upon arrival, they found a very sober male walking eastbound from the actual Amtrak train station, uh, not the bar, and he was being followed by this pig. Yes, a pig. Uh, they managed, he was called the police saying, this pig continues to follow me. I can't shake him. <laughs> He's following me home, but the police, uh, the police wrangled it into the back of the car. And they now, and uh, they have eventually found the owner. Uh, He's he was secured in a pig pen uh, with other you know dog kennels, and uh, they got the owner and found it. But they also, I love, they posted on their Facebook post uh, with this picture. Also, we will mention the irony of the pig in the police car now, so that anyone that thinks they're funny is actually unoriginal and trying too hard. You know the pig in the. Mm Pig in the back of the right the cop car. Yeah, pig in the back Some of the people, cop car. Mm-hmm. Pig yeah. in the back of the mm-hmm. pig in back of the pig car. Um, okay. I mean, that's what they were saying. No means yes. <laughs> okay, I'm surprised you didn't uh, do the Frontier Airlines story, <clears throat> where uh, the guy urinated on the seat in front of him on Frontier Airlines, according to another uh, passenger on the flight, I and urinated he- on the. On the seat in front of hers after he was kicked out of his previous seat oh. for inappropriate behavior. Oh. Passenger told uh, Dylan, CBS 4, that uh, Dylan Thomas, she was sitting in the row, same row as the guy across the aisle, when he unbuckled okay. his seat and urinated on the back of, his, of the chair in front of him. What do you wow. think? This is a Greyhound bus? You imagine that? On an, That's unbelievable. You know, last, and last week we got the story of the lady. At Tim Hortons that got so angry at the cashier that mm-hmm. dropped her pants and went number two and started flinging it at the cashier. What are you thinking? I, I mean, it's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. Uh, and, you know, it takes a lot less to get arrested on, on a flight. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, I don't know how you get away with that. I mean, I've been on one plane, really, where a guy was being obnoxious and where other people were saying, sit down. Oh yeah, you know, and yeah. and uh, and it's pretty. It was amazing to me that the amount of people that said, "Sit down, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Knock it off." 
So I'm surprised that you know they that people sometimes let that stuff go too far. Yeah, they do, especially on airplanes, because most people I've found in the past, and you know, could be just lucky flights, but most people just want to get to where they're going. Right. It's like the right. you know the people who don't <clears throat> want to go through the TSA. I get it. You I you know mm-hmm. using you as an example, I understand. But to be loud and obnoxious and carry on, shut up. Yeah. You know you have to do it. You don't have to like it. And we can all agree to we can all agree that it's hor- horrible and let's knock it off and let's 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 think of other ways to protect ourselves. But for right now, I just want to get on my plane. Let's not get on my plane. I just want I just want to go to work. You speak from experience? Please. Yes. A lot of trouble on planes mm-hmm. for you? Other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this guy. Exactly. I mean, uh, thank you. They did arrest him at the gate. Fortunately, yeah, so. but still, I mean, still, you're sitting there, and you know, you're in the middle of watching, uh, mm-hmm. watching a TV show on on your flight, and all of a sudden, you feel warm pee <laughs> on the back of your neck. <laughs> Somebody's getting it's a truck. Sick. Come on now. Yeah, it's <laughs> just sick. That's just sick. All right, uh, let me tell you about something that uh, we've been talking about in this building for quite a while. It's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, I finally tried it, and I love it. It's the only way I get vegetables in my diet on a daily basis. Um, you just put it in a protein drink, a uh, smoothie, and it tastes great. It actually sweetens it. And I just have more energy now during the course of the day. Every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic that boost your immune system and have antioxidant power. What does antioxidant power do for you? It must take away the oxidants, right? Because it's anti. <laughs> It's antioxidants. Uh, And it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. You just put one scoop into eight ounces of water or your favorite smoothie, and you're done. It's that easy, and it actually tastes great. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. I am. It's true. Uh, and thank you for being here as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh we were talking about uh this pitcher, Jordan. Um what's his face? Yeah, you know. You know, rookie pitcher Jordan, what's his face? <laughs> uh with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's Ooh. a uh, relief pitcher and he's in the ninth inning, so I don't know how many innings Jordan he pitched. Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pitching what, a couple innings probably. So he's he he normally throws about 103 miles an hour. He threw 105 miles an hour twice. And then 104.3 or whatever. So it, it pretty amazing. So we were talking about the fastest pitch ever and uh, whether or not pitchers from the past, you know, some of the old classics that we hear about all the time, Bob Feller, Walter Johnson, all those guys, how fast did they throw? Uh, but we got this at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Saves 84. So Pat says he could throw a ball 105 miles per hour. Actually, I, I believe I claimed 107. 
Sure did. Which explains why he probably has so many speeding tickets. He's possibly a bad judge of speed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Constitutional Water Cannon says, uh, no one will be able to throw a fastball past 109.9 because that would be somewhere outside of our bandwidth and we'd never see it. Good point. See what he did there? Yep, I see what they did. 109.9, the frog. For the frog, everybody. Good morning. Uh, 105.1 mile per hour fastball. I mean, really, at a certain point, don't you think you've thrown fast enough? <laughs> uh, from Rainbaum, uh, Flying River. No, Flying Thank River. Flying, Remember that was Al Gore's oh, flying, thing. Flying River. Yeah, Al Gore told us about those flying the rivers. The Rainbaums and, and the Flying River. Right, right. By the way, somebody named their Twitter thing after that's that. Cute, that's cute, right? really good. I Ar- like that. Arthur from Texas uh, <laughs> says that uh, there's a cool documentary called Fastball on Netflix. we got to check this out. It goes into detail on uh, how they've measured speed of pitches uh, over the years. I love that. I want to see that. Oh, my gosh. That's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I'm watching that tonight. Wow. If I remember. It's called Fastball. I already wrote you a note. On Netflix. And I All stuck right. the post-it note on your bag, so Very you cool. better remember. So uh, they didn't have, because they didn't have radar guns back then. Mm-hmm. So how'd they do it? They did have mathematics. They had motorcycles. And motorcycles. And military hardware. 888 More Pack Gray Unleashed. Uh, just around the corner. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here Hi. on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed, 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Finally, at the uh, over the weekend, I, I saw, and it's been out for a month already, but I, I finally saw uh, Avengers Infinity War. What'd you you saw think? it too, right? Yeah, what'd you think, man? I liked it. It yeah, was good. <laughs> it was good. The ending, you know, a little preposterous because... All right, don't, you know. Because, some people, you know, there's a reason for that. Okay. Um, and I think we all know what that reason is. In a completely unrelated story, there are 14 Marvel movies coming out between now and the end of 2019. 14. Many of them featuring people who uh, may or may not have been in this movie. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say. Wait to walk it up to that line, Glenn I Beck. will say this. I will say this, too. One more thing. Captain America's friend, what's his name, Bucky? Mm-hmm. Is it Bucky? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He signed a nine-movie deal with Marvel. That's all I'm going to say. He signed a nine-movie deal. How do you do nine Bucky movies? That's just incredible to me. Well, are we sure they're all about what? him? Could, I think could some so. of them be at the gas station? Maybe. I mean, maybe. Under gas pumps. I mean, you could do a documentary right. on that. Bucky's. <laughs> True. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're talking about Bucky's the uh the roadside stoppage place, that, which a, is one of the greatest places on this planet. The petroleum palace. Love that place. Mm-hmm. Not only does it have a hundred gas pumps, it's got everything you could possibly imagine inside the store. Yeah, yeah. 
everything. I mean, you could flavor your Coca-Cola with any number of uh, mm-hmm. fruity McFruit flavors. You, you can buy a pink little pig that snorts and yeah, grunts. Well, like, oh, I've been getting a lot of requests for the pig. Yeah, Why really? hasn't the pig That's, been around? I got that pig at Bucky's. Right. Where has he been? He just signed a nine-picture deal. Uh, but anyway... Uh, Deadpool 2 was actually the number one movie over the weekend. 125 million. Have not seen that. I think that's rated R, right? That was on a budget of 110 million. So they paid they they spent 110 million on it. It's already it's already in profit territory at 125 million. Amazing. That's incredible. I heard the first one was really good. Me too. Did you see it? I have not. Oh, you haven't you're not a Deadpool fan, obviously. No. Avengers was number two, still brought in twenty eight point six million. It's up to almost six hundred million since it came out. And that's just North America, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there didn't we have a thing last I week? I think worldwide it's over a billion. Yeah, mm-hmm. well over a billion now. Wow. Something called Book Club was number three. I don't know that one. Life of the Party, don't know that either. Breaking in, number five. Show Dogs, number six. Overboard. That's the reboot of Overboard with mm. the uh, uh, Goldie Hawn, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. A Quiet Place, which I heard was really good. Get to that, man. That's up to 176 million. I'd like to see that actually. Let's go sometime. Let's do. All right. Rampage is number nine, we and won. then RBG, whatever that is, uh, rounded out the top ten. And then the other interesting thing uh, at the box office was the uh, re-release of a Space Odyssey. 2001, a Space Odyssey. It is the 50 year anniversary. That's why they re-released it. The what? 50. Year anniversary of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Is that incredible? Wow. (laughs) That's just, that's ridiculous. Oh, I'm old. Oh, my gosh. That just is like, what? No. Well, I wasn't born yet when that movie came out. That's, there's your, there's the thing. Yeah. So I I wasn't even born. Put that in your pipe. So that doesn't mean anything to me. That came out 25 years before I was born. That movie. So wait, you're. <laughs> did I hear laughter coming from the other room? You did, and it was warranted. Wow, that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It definitely uh, <laughs> was out before I was born, but still. But just I, barely just knowing. Just barely, Keith Melanac. You're not the spring chicken you once were. Was born in 1976. Okay, that's only eight years before you were born. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. When it came out eight years after I was born. Oh, well. So. All right. Now wait. you know. Put that in your pipe and wait. smoke it. Wait a minute. How old are you? 27. Okay. <laughs> Common core math is in effect uh-huh. here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm 27 with six kids. You got a problem with that, Ron? Yes. Hmm. Six I mean, we're kids. not judging so you. I started early. I started early. Okay. Now, yeah. don't judge me. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people. We were don't, ten when we got started. Yeah, some ten people years don't old. lean on Planned Parenthood. Right, that's right. To fix their mistakes. So I'm not saying your first was a mistake. Modern science has no idea how my wife and I are grandparents because it's physically impossible. It's a miracle that we have grandchildren. They don't know how it happened. Nobody knows. It's like the metric system. Nobody knows. How, how that happened. This makes sense now right? because I recall mm-hmm. when we worked together in Houston, low mm-hmm. those many years ago. I remember, um, was it you, someone saying that you would go home from work and you would mm-hmm. like start moving furniture around and then like a kid would appear and be like, oh, 
We, well, we if you a, remember, too. I don't remember we, that one. We would say, uh, well, I had six kids when I left from home. It could be seven or eight by now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been gone for four hours. Yeah, so, so She might have popped out another couple. We don't know how that happens. So we just start moving <laughs> furniture around. And, whoa, where'd you come from? We'll name you. Exactly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Roger Goodell, who is the commissioner of the NFL, it's talking about uh, sports betting. Now that, that that Congress has cleared the way, the Supreme Court has cleared the way for gambling on sports, everybody wants a piece of it. And it's kind of interesting because the legislation that was enacted in New Jersey that sort of spawned this, the author of that bill has said, absolutely not. No, there will be no revenue sharing with uh, professional basketball, baseball, football with anybody they're not doing it and i'm thinking well it is their product you're betting on how do you how do you make that not happen how do you keep them out of it do you think uh the nfl deserves part of the revenue from this if it's their product that you're betting on (laughs) i don't know I don't know. It's a $100 billion business. The NFL is about a $10 billion business. I mean, it took the NFL forever just to embrace <laughs> fantasy football. Yeah. And, but boy, they've, and they're wholeheartedly in. They're all in now. Absolutely. I mean, you can't... There is fantasy football without risking money. And it took them forever yeah. to just say, okay, I guess we can talk about fantasy football and not be talking about gambling. And now they actually have shows based on fantasy football on the NFL Network, which kind of bugs me because I'm not—I don't do the fantasy football. Why thing. not, man? I'll get you into it. No, nah, I'm not. I don't want to. You want to try it? No, nah, I don't. Want, mm, sure. No. Start a league. No, nah, I don't want to. All right. <laughs> I already—it's it, too much work, and I already have enough obsessions in my life. You know, hmm. I already have too much going on. Really? Yeah. You want to talk about it here? No. Tell us about your obsessions. <laughs> no. Okay. Just kind of got worried there. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. uh, but they've long benefited from gambling, mm-hmm. both legal and yeah. illegal. A lot of people only watch football or other sports for the, for gambling, the gambling aspect. I mean, yeah. no one's watching the Cleveland Browns versus the, you know, whatever the 49ers. But when you can bet on it, yeah. you better believe. Or you gotta. You can bet on the fact that they're going to bet on it. Yep. Or a fantasy football player plays for one of those teams yeah. that makes you interested. It does open it up because if you've got a stake in the game, and you do, if you're gambling on it, mm-hmm. you've got a financial stake in that. Yep. So you're going to be watching. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, it is going to increase their ratings. Yep. So the gamblers, the gambling outfits say, you've already, you've already got your portion of the revenue through increased ratings yeah. and increased interest. Hmm. We're not going to share... Our business with you? Why should we? Eh, that's a point too. It's going to be interesting. So they're asking Congress. Roger Goodell is asking Congress to enact uniform standards for states that choose to legalize sports betting that include, at a minimum, four core principles. And here they are. Oh my, my. Core principle number one: <laughs> there must be substantial consumer protections. Number two, sports leagues can protect our content and intellectual property from those who attempt to steal or misuse it. Number three, fans will have access to official, reliable league data and law enforcement will have the resources, monitoring, and enforcement tools necessary to protect our fans and penalize bad actors here at home and abroad. 
that's kind of interesting because they're not actually asking for a slice of the pie here, mm-hmm. which I thought they were doing. Maybe Goodell's not going to. Basketball has already done that. They've already said, look, we no, we want in on that. We want our share. Major League Baseball, too, I think. I don't like this line. Which one? Uh, from Goodell. Mm-hmm. We are asking Congress to enact uniform standards for states that choose the legal... That's, yeah. that's, that's looping it back around to how we got here in the first place. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Now, what, he's, what he asked kind of makes sense. If you want, I mean, you know they're going to regulate this. You, you can't have gambling without it being regulated. And so... Well, the states had better individually um, agree to this, or else then we've just trampled I think on the, the Tenth Amendment again. Yeah, I think the Congress he's, he's going to ask to enact this is the U.S. Congress. He's probably gonna, they're probably going to get him over state lines or something, the Commerce Clause. Something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, boy. Maybe. Okay. Well. Then, of course, you've got international law because you do a bunch of games in London now, <clears throat> and sometimes Mexico City. So then what are you going to do? <laughs> Put all that in your pipe and smoke it. But you know what? Okay. Uh, this is can what? I just uh, geek moment here. My kids and I are reading this book about like a the, geek moment from you. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can process that. Yeah. Okay. I can. Yeah. All okay. right. So go ahead. So uh, <laughs> the, the it, it's really cool because it's the debates that the founders had around all of these clauses and articles in the Constitution. You can see exactly what they were thinking. It's a great resource because it's in order of the Constitution. I'll wrap this up real quickly. But bottom line is the Commerce Clause was originally mm-hmm. just. It's just for international trade. It had nothing to do with state lines or anything like that. They were just talking about international yeah. trade. And, of course, FDR comes along and blows up the entirety of the Constitution. But this whole... He really did. Yeah, this whole, this whole state lines and the government gets involved stuff, that was not even remotely what they were after as the founding fathers. Right. Oh, absolutely. Mm. But you can say that with almost <laughs> That's everything. Yepers. That's oh. another thing we're learning in this book. What book? You can name a book? Can you name a book? What's a book? I don't know. I gotta look at my phone. Jimmy, can Dr. I look Seuss? at my phone? Is it Dr. Seuss? It's do- yeah, it's Cat in the Hat. Okay. Is the name no, of the that's book? an actual book. I thought the book was Dr. Seuss, but no? All right. Uh, I'll, find it. I'll find it. Let me tell you about Collins Flags. We've got some great patriotic holidays coming up, and you want a flag, a really quality flag that you can fly to show your patriotism. That's where Collins Flags Come in. All of their American and military flags are made right here in America. Look what they sent me, Pat. Look what Collins' flag sent me, huh? I'm ready. So that's for the 2018 oh, wow. Nebraska Cornhusker season. Yeah. Does that look great or what? Oh, I love it. Love it. Oh, Thank that's you. Awesome. Oh, you feel that? Oh yeah, that is. You, that feel the co- you can feel the high quality. Oh yeah, you can. You, so you got your Nebraska's. Yep. Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yep. Where is my BYU flag? It's on the way. I What's will the problem? They've, they've sold a lot of BYU flags. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Are they on backer or on the, the BYU flags? That's awesome. That's the truth. So, uh, that's good. Hey, we believe. They put the customers before you. If, you, if you're a <laughs> Cougar fan, you believe again. <laughs> <laughs> so do Nebraska fans, baby. <laughs> well, they should. I mean, they've got really good reason to. Uh, all right. So Collins Flags are committed to offering you the highest quality flags at wholesale prices. And that's proof. Man, that is beautiful. That's great. All orders are shipped within 24 hours. You get it really fast. Shipping is free on orders over $75. Great Midwestern company. Great Midwestern values. And we love to have them as a sponsor. Especially here in Texas where people love their flags. 
Uh, CollinsFlags.com. You can get a state flag if you want, like a Texas flag, which are really popular. The American flag, military flags, sporting flags, as we just showed, showed you. And right now, there's a special offer for you, our Blaze listeners only. If you use the promo code BLAZE, you'll get an extra 15% discount. That's promo code BLAZE and get 15% off your order. Plus, free shipping on all orders over $75. Okay? CollinsFlags.com or order them at 800-950-4061 if you'd rather do it on the phone rather than the internet. 800-950-4061 or CollinsFlags.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed. What a weekend it was. What a dream weekend. With the dream wedding of the royals. Harry and his beautiful bride, Megan, tied the knot in holy matrimony over the weekend. It was so great. Tens of hundreds of thousands of Brits turned out to celebrate the wonderful new couple. Uh, it's just heartwarming, isn't it? It just It's heartwarming to see. And the excitement of the American networks, where we have nothing to do with any of it, mm-hmm. where we don't have royals, and we shouldn't care about theirs because they're only ceremonial. Who cares? Who cares? I don't get it. I really don't get it. I have family members, daughters, who just love this stuff. Are so in love with Meghan Markle. It's so romantic and beautiful. You see the dress. Uh, Will Ferrell and <laughs> Molly Shannon pretty much captured my feelings on this thing when they covered it, just like the uh, TV networks did. All of the cable channels, CBS, NBC, ABC. I think they were all covering it too. NBC won the big race somehow. Thirty million <laughs> people all together watched it, and NBC had a, the biggest share of that. Uh, but the biggest share should have gone to Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon, who went as Cord and Tish, anchors who just love the royal wedding. Here's, let me show this to you again, in case you missed it. Uh, I'm hearing something. Here they come. There they are. They're out. They're out of the church. This is real, folks. These two are not. There's the kiss. They just kissed. They just They just kissed. And that was a lovely. Moment. Oh, look at the elegance. Oh, she wonderful is stuff. Stunning. She is stunning. And look at Harry. The dress is gorgeous. Madly in love. We saw the kiss at the oh. top of the stairs. It was right there. Oh, look. It was right there. Oh, look at that look train. At, oh. That is probably a, a 80 to a hundred to maybe a thousand foot train. Once again, I can't. <laughs> That mo- that's the moment we've all been. One small kiss for man, one giant kiss for mankind. <laughs> it's just so funny. I love it. Just a little tongue-in-cheek there. 
What? No. Yeah, no, no. I no, was no, totally no, no. serious. Totally serious. Totally serious. So the train, it turned out, according to our research, was actually, it wasn't 1,000 feet. It was close, though. It was yeah. 25, 25 feet. Something gets lost in, you know, across the pond, metric work right, in there, you know. Right, So you don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's 10,000 feet. I don't know. But it was in metric. Yeah, we don't know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 900 in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How are you doing? Doing good. Um, I'm in the, on the same page as you. I could care less about the Royal Wedding, um, yeah. about them in general. But, uh, you know, just so my wife... Um, she went to high school with Meghan Markle. She was a freshman when uh, Meghan was a senior. Really? And uh, yeah, so she huh. has some sort of attachment to it because she's like, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah, she knows her. Yeah, and it's kind of, I, I went to Burbank High School and uh, uh, Blake Lively went to Burbank too. So now you see her as an actress and it's just kind of funny yeah. that how small the world really is when you, when you look at it. But she said, uh, my, my wife was saying nothing but positive things about about Megan, uh, she didn't really know her. They weren't like friends, but they were in drama together. And her father was the lighting director when my wife was uh, was in high school too. That's so kind of cool. She said positive things about them, and mm-hmm. you know, they were always polite and sweet. And so it's just kind of, but it's been on the, the TV all weekend long. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's she, yeah, she had me recorded at like two in the morning. <laughs> so, so, and uh, you whatever. went to school with Blake Lively. Yeah. So actually, uh, was uh, was there any was there any indication of that she would eventually become a big star? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she was. uh, I think she was in the choir or the drama or whatever. But her parents are semi-famous, and she was only there like part time because she was. Excuse me. uh, She was like between shoots and stuff, so she came for like a year, year and a half, and then left, and then came back and. She was like a grade or two below me, so I didn't know her. Like we weren't friends, but yeah. Like later, I was like, "Oh, that that girl went to Burbank." But like Tim Burton went to Burbank High, wow. uh, a couple of other um, actors and directors uh, went to Burbank. It's a uh, you know it has Warner Brothers Studios here, Disney Studios. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of uh, you know L.A. is entertainment. So sure. Yeah, appreciate the call. Thanks a lot, Armand. That's interesting. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of famous, famous yeah, people went to school with me. That's what I was waiting to hear. Me, Capitol on, High on know, the mean streets? On the mean streets of Capitol High School in Helena. Yeah, tell a us. A lot of famous let's, people. Let's get some names, man. This is kind of exciting. I want to know. Bob went there and Fred. Wait, the Bob uh, and yeah. the Fred? Yes. Oh, boy. Not to mention Stephanie. She went, too. Are you still in touch How with all of them? How big is she now? Are you, you in know? touch with all of them? No, not anymore. They're too big for me. They're too big. What? I, yeah, I can't. You're the talk host of I a know. national show I and know, they're not in it, touch it with you? It doesn't compare to what Bob, Steve, and Stephanie are doing. What have they been doing? Oh, you know what they've been doing. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> well, I, mean, <laughs> I want to know. I'm not going to play your dumb game. All right. I've got... I've got uh, <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. from my high school... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. What? Uh, uh, Bobby Petrino. Oh, 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 no. Please don't do this to me. Bobby Petrino, head coach of the uh, Louisville Cardinals. Uh-huh. And before that, he was the head coach <laughs> of the what? Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Mm, and he couldn't Your make it to one team. season. He decided to oh, tell guy. the owner during the day that he had himself a coach, and by night I, he had left a message uh, taped to the locker. Bobby Petrino hasn't met a contract he's willing to abide by. Yeah. He <laughs> signed a think. 10-year deal with Louisville, yeah. and a year into it, coached the Falcons. And I said, wow, uh-huh. that's a... Uh, 
that's probably not the guy you want uh, committing to millions of dollars. And sure enough, he didn't make it through, what, 12 mm-hmm. games, I believe. Yeah. Or he walked away to Arkansas, where he then crashed mm-hmm. his motorcycle with an intern on the back or something. Across uh, town, one of my friends um, uh, there, uh, Womack, Jack Womack, hmm. became, he is now the, I think he's senior vice president in charge of CNN Domestic. Wow. Ah, I mean, right? So, okay. Uh, what? I can't top right? that with my alma mater. So, yeah, that's pretty good. big. Yeah, yeah. We had pretty the, special. We had the Black Crows, the Robinson brothers at my high school. Uh, the lead singer and the... Really? Yeah, the two brothers, yeah. They were about four years ahead of me, I believe. Three or it's four. It's pretty big. Yeah. And, and they actually went to school at your high school. Yeah, yeah. You flip through the yearbooks and you see them every year. And I think long about the senior year, they, they vanish. And you're like, wait, where'd they go? Oh, they dropped out because they started a rock band that was very successful. So... <laughs> kind of makes sense. That's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> uh, Evan in Ohio, Ohio, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey. Keith. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Sure. Hey, uh, so we're, I guess we're, we're on the, the Montana uh, theme here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming, sorry. yeah, I'm assuming you're still plugged in in some ways. Oh, right? yeah. You can't get me out of Montana politics and goings on and yeah, that are going on. Well, <laughs> in, in light of uh, Haspel uh, becoming the CIA director today, uh, John Tester came out uh, vehemently against her and... Uh, you know, John John Tester is like the Joe Biden of Montana. He's yep. been there since Christ was a corporal, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and I'm I'm just I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Uh, I that Mon- I'm just so sick of the Democrats being elected in Montana when there's no reason for it. It just appreciate the call, Evan. It drives me out of my mind. Uh, actually, Tester, I don't think Tester has been there that long. He he for, well, it's it's been since two thousand seven, so I guess it's long enough. But, um, but I I don't know why Montana keeps doing that. It, it's it's a it's a state that should be hardcore red state, hardcore. You know they voted for uh, Trump overwhelmingly, but they keep you know Max Baucus was a senator for thirty five forty years. In uh, Montana, and then they elect this douche guy, guy, person. <laughs> <laughs> so of course he hates has, but he he wants somebody who I, I don't know gives a pass to terrorists and makes them pinky promise not to try to kill us again. That's what he's looking. He's for. up for re-election, by the way. This is going to get interesting. Yeah, they should please, please get rid of John Tester in Montana. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed is inevitable. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Uh, you know, the big activist from the Parkland murders, from that massacre, uh, David Hogg, I, I think he tweeted out the first thing I've ever agreed with him on. And that's that it, people should please stop 
saying the names of these murderers. Don't give them the attention because that's what they seek. That's what they crave. That's what they're trying to. That's what they're trying to get for themselves. This particular uh, teenager in Texas, this murderer who opened fire and killed ten people, was studying the previous mass shootings before carrying out this attack. He researched their tactics, um, and he studied. And used aspects of those attacks in his own shooting. Ugh. They've also investigators have also determined that they don't expect to charge anyone else besides the alleged shooter. He actually, <clears throat> I believe, he told police he was it was it was only him. He was acting alone. Yeah, and they did interview a couple other uh, persons of interest. That yeah, they always not, have that though. Yeah, but they and they did detain somebody this time though, didn't they? I think so, but yeah, interesting. Didn't go anywhere. I wonder why they thought somebody else had anything to do with it. So he's again looking for notoriety. They said he specifically targeted kids he didn't like, specifically kids who'd bullied him, teachers who bullied him, and he specifically. Uh, allowed those who he did kind of like to stay alive because he wanted his story told. There you go. There you go. I mean, these other shootings aren't happening in a vacuum. We all see the coverage, including potential future shooters. And when they see someone's name repeated over and over again and will be remembered in history. You've got to remove that. Mm -hmm. And why not? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You just call him the killer? The murderer, the shooter, if you want to. Whatever. Stop using his name. There's no reason to call them by name and play into that. Just so sad to see this happen. And yet, another community. Uh, Once Santa Fe Police Department had him in custody, he allegedly waived his Miranda rights and admitted to wearing a trench coat and arming himself with a Remington 970 shotgun, 38 caliber pistol that he used to shoot people inside the school with, with the intent of killing them. Uh, the weapons were legally owned by his his dad. It's unclear if he knew they were missing. His family released a statement <clears throat> on Saturday, Saturday saying they were as shocked and confused as anyone else by these events. And they described this murderer... As a smart, quiet, sweet boy. It always, I mean, I guess what else do you expect him to say? But it always, it always boggles my mind when the parents are this clueless. While we, we remain mostly in the dark about the specifics of the tragedy, what we have learned from media reports seem incompatible with the boy we love. Uh, The killer allegedly told police under questioning that he spared firing bullets at students he liked so he could have his story told. Mm. How many times do we have to learn this lesson? Officials also confirmed that the killer didn't show any warning signs, didn't have any prior criminal history. We got to take a good look at ourselves and, and... Examine why this is happening to this generation of kids. Why? I mean, 
we have, there are tens of millions of people who are bullied all the time. Maybe you were bullied. Um, I think it's happened to virtually everybody at some point, right? I remember when I first went from grade school to junior high, had this kid, Bob Chilton. still remember his name clearly. Wait, is this the Bob that... that no, it's saved? a different Bob. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, he had a locker right next to me. He used to flick my ears all the time. And I just kind of, you know, blew it off because... Here, I, I, I was a little intimidated by the surroundings, and I'm in this junior high, and it's like triple the size of my elementary school, and mm-hmm. I'm just new. Well, after about two weeks of that, I just hit him as hard as I possibly could right in the stomach and doubled him over, and I never had another problem with the kid again. <laughs> nice. That's how to do it. No, I don't condone violence of any kind for no. any reason. Okay. But sometimes it's necessary, and it wasn't that particular case. However... You know, everybody's been bullied at some time. <clears throat> Read Jeff Jeff Fisher. <laughs> some people say he's bullied. I say he revels in the attention, no matter what it is. Any attention is good attention to him. But, you know, we're going to have to figure this out sometime. We're going to have to figure out how to help these kids understand that, you know, you guys are inclusive about everything else in life. You're inclusive of, of homosexuality, apparently tolerant of that, and and uh, transgenderism, buy into global warming. I mean, every touchy-feely cause they supposedly support. Why can't you be inclusive of somebody who's different or quiet or, or whatever the case may be? Not to blame any victims here, but... Maybe it's time we look at the actions of the kids who are brutalizing other kids. Meanwhile, Houston Texans star J.J. Watt, this guy is something special. He's a superhero, man. (laughs) Something else. He raised $37 million in the wake of Hurricane uh, Harvey. And now he has announced that he's going to pay for the funerals of of the 10... Ten people killed. Really something else. Nine students and a teacher were killed, uh, of course. And Watt responded to the news in a tweet, calling it absolutely horrific. And uh, he also said he's going to go ahead and, and pay for their funerals. Really something else. I mean, that guy is uh, something special. Yeah, and that, you know, I, I, I take pride now that I don't remember the names of these killers. Yeah. So if you want to remember names, you know, learn the stories of some of these victims um, and, and have that at the ready because it's just so tragic and so pointless. Yep. Remember those that, that were actually taken from us. And I hate to say it, say a prayer for the victims and their families, hmm. that, that the ones who have been wounded will heal, that the uh, parents and families of the loved ones lost will eventually heal, can be comforted. The, the trajectory of people's lives are, are going to be altered forever. Oh. And you just yeah. hope that they recover. I can't even imagine how horrific this is. You send your kid to school at the beginning of the day, never thinking anything like this would happen at your children's school. And then it does. And then you've lost them uh, in this life forever. So uh, really, really painful. And it's interesting to me. Uh, today I'm hearing for the first time. Has this been out for a while? 
that Texas deputies uh, exchanged gunfire with this killer for 25 minutes. What kind of cover was did he have? That's uh, amazing. That's a long gunfight. The first shots were fired not long after classes started at 7.30. Officers arrived uh, at the Santa Fe High School art lab section about four minutes into the shooting. So, no doubt they saved lives. They must have saved, who knows how many people, maybe dozens of people. Yeah, and they're saying, the police are saying that there are cameras all over the school and they're putting together a timeline. They've got apparently lots of footage. Mm. We'll probably not see that, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott turned, attended a church on Sunday to pray and mourn with the families who lost loved ones. He said, we, we pray that God will heal the hearts of the parents who've lost a child. We pray that those who suffered these horrific injuries will meet with swift healing and repair. We pray for all the kids who attend this school for the nightmare that they lived through. That's why it's so great to live in Texas. And you have a governor like Greg Abbott, not afraid to say these things, unabashedly saying these things. But we know that beginning this week, it's time to go to work. Go to work to make sure that this will be a catalyst to make sure that this will be a pathway to reform so that other students will not have to live through a nightmare like what these students had to go through. And there are things we can do. I just, they're just not, none of them are acceptable to the other victims of these tragedies, like the the Parkland kids. They say no to absolutely everything that's not gun control. (laughs) Uh, We don't want our, we don't want to go to school in a, in a prison. Okay, first of all, when you take measures to secure the school and make it safer and install safety measures, that doesn't make it a prison. It doesn't seem like a prison. There is There are security measures everywhere you go now. Does a bank feel like a, feel like a prison? No, it doesn't. Do any federal offices seem like a prison if you have to go through a a metal detector? No, it doesn't seem like a prison. It just seems like a place where they don't want people carrying guns in there. That's it. Big deal. Put up with a little, teeny little bit of inconvenience, like walking through a metal detector. And maybe funneling through one location, then you lock the door, then you have armed guards... And anybody who wants entrance has got to go through that one place. Would that, would that not be a pretty good measure? Armed teachers. <gasps> you, can't, you can't save lives by having more guns. Well, yes, you can. And that's just been proven recently where an armed school resource uh, officer took down a shooter at an Illinois school. It was just last week. So, yeah. You do. You do stop gun violence with more guns. You you can say it all you want like that doesn't make any sense, uh, but it does. I I heard a uh, proposed solution last week of maybe you make bulletproof desks for the kids to sit in. Maybe. A combination of all of these things would certainly make the school more secure than they are now. And what's wrong with that? 
I, mean, I don't I don't know that we can safety wrap the entire society. I would say no. Especially based on the fact that they just had a mass shooting in Australia. Uh, seven people murdered. And they banned guns, you know, 21 years ago. How'd that happen? Where'd that gun come from? They banned and confiscated weapons 21 years ago. And yet, it still happened again. 888 Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Mercury, Mercury uh, Real Estate. Glenn and Tanya, as we've told you, had a bad experience trying to sell their house in Connecticut a few, few years ago. It took a long time, and they lost a lot of money. And, and they, didn't, they didn't want this experience uh, to be shared by anybody else. So they put together a team of agents, a network of agents, 1,200 of them all across America, that are qualified by Glenn's team based on their experience and their marketing plans. What kind of character do they have? And what kind of results have they gotten for their previous clients? Those are, oh, that's, that just makes sense that you would uh, find out those basic things. And they're fans of the show. So you have that in common uh, to work with your realtor. It just makes it a much more pleasant experience. And since this is the biggest investment you're probably going to make, you want it to go well. So if you're trying to sell your house, obviously... You want to sell it quickly, and you want to get the most money you can out of it. Because a lot of times, you want to uh, buy a house afterward. That's where realestateagentsitrust.com come in handy. Go there. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. realestateagentsitrust.com This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. 888-933-93. And it Pat Unleashed. Uh, you know, when Glenn purchased this studio, there were a few items left in the warehouse area that the previous owner didn't take with him. And one of those items was a tree from the kid's show Barney. <laughs> I love you. You love me. <laughs> It's stupendous. Well, then. Uh, so <laughs> it's always a hit on the tours we give around the studio. And this summer, Mercury One is hosting another museum. And it's going to be pretty awesome. They're going to repurpose the Barney tree and create an exhibit around the Liberty Tree. Liberty Tree is a very important one. And it was uh, just that, just a simple elm tree. It's a tree that provided shade and a landmark to gather by. Uh, in fact... This is the tree that Bostonians gathered by to protest the Stamp Act, mm. which eventually inspired the Sons of Liberty to fight for independence and freedom. So it became a symbol of the colonists' defiance against the British rule. Come join us in just four weeks now for this very special event. Be looking forward to... Um, you can see what the world was like before men had rights and tyrants ruled and how Americans realized there was a better way to govern. So you can join us. Go to mercuryone.org slash museum 2018 
for all the details. I'll say that Barney tree, I think it's still growing. I think it actually is growing because the <laughs> limbs are getting kind of kind of starting to hang down a little bit. Oh, I might, no. I might trim it up. Is it before. time to prune that back Yeah, I think a before bit? people get here, I might uh, yeah. get the clippers out and right. work on it. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, at Pat Unleashed, we did a poll. Which, yes. Be- because we were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last week and mm-hmm. what a joke that is. But it also came up about what a joke the uh, Nobel Peace Prize is with recipients like Barack Obama 15 minutes into his presidency or uh, Al Gore or Yasser Arafat. Jimmy Carter won that as well, did he not? Yes. (laughs) So, according to the poll, bigger bigger farce, bigger joke... Mm -hmm. Nobel Peace Prize, 77 to 23%. Oh. Over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So people still... have more faith in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than and they then, do the Nobel Peace Prize. I guess Prize. so. I yeah. guess so. Despite the fact that Foreigner's not in there, Def Leppard's not in, mm-hmm. the Guess Who's not in. Uh, but you know who is? Johnny Stinkin' Cash. Hmm. Johnny Cash. Wait, before you get to Johnny Cash, I, 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 Ryan Peck tweeted out, J.J. Watt over Donald Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. I personally agree with that. Oh, I like that, That's too. That's great, because he yeah, has done like so much. Guy's incredible. Yes. Uh, speaking of Johnny Cash. Yeah, though, Johnny Cash. What do we got here? In the middle of rural Arkansas, uh-huh. in a landscape dotted with farms and surrounded by vast, empty terrain, lies the boyhood home of, yes, America's most iconic country music star, <laughs> Johnny Cash. That house now has a place in history books. He was known simply as a JR to the locals in Dyess, Arkansas. Moved into farm number 266 with his family in 1935 when he was three years old. Town only has 410 residents today. Back then, though, it was a thriving colony with skilled farmers made up of 500 families. Now the historic home became listed on the National Register of Historic Places after an extensive refurbishing you're excited process. about this, uh, he, Nobody deserves it more than Johnny Cash. National. Am I right? Who's with me on that? Historic registered. So great. Thing. And there's that handsome devil from when he was young. We probably don't have that picture available, but you know what he looked like. He was adorable. He was adorable. He was wonderful. Handsome and uh, whatnot. Speaking of iconic people, Prince William is speaking out. Now, his brother, Harry, just got married over the weekend in the most beautiful, wonderful, incredible ceremony uh, to his princess. Actually, she's not a princess, I guess. She's just a duchess. Just a duchess. I mean, whatever. Uh, it's kind of interesting that these the prince's wives aren't princesses. They're both of them, for Harry and, uh, and William. Uh, they're their wives are duchesses instead of princesses. Mm. So not fully understanding the not royal fully caring hierarchy. Either and, or caring at mm-hmm. all. Not even fully not at all. <laughs> but Prince uh, William is out like his father does a lot. And he's warning us that the population growth in Africa is putting terrible pressure on the natural world and driving animals to extinction. Ah, these damn humans. There's so many of them. Why are there so many humans? Most of them are on uh, Highway 114 in the morning as they head into work, apparently. I've noticed that, too. Mm -hmm. We should get Prince William on that. Right. 
Uh, Africa's rapidly growing human population is predicted to more than double by 2050. A staggering increase of three and a half million people per month. He said at a gala hosted by the Tusk Trust, charity dedicated to protecting African wildlife. And we all know that wildlife is much more important than human life. You don't want a bunch of people born. Nope. I wonder what is the solution. Let's see if he gives a solution here. Urbanization, infrastructure development, cultivation, all good things in themselves, but they will have a terrible impact unless we begin to plan and take measures now. Okay. Mm, okay. Bill, William. I'm sorry. Whatever when you go when by. I think of the typical African landscape picture, uh-huh. it's the tree out there, you know, just one lone tree and this mm-hmm. Serengeti or whatever you got. Plenty of room. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we got room. Seems like a lot of room. You know, they're starting this population thing again. It was so discredited in the 70s that some of the leaders of that group have admitted how wrong they were. I'm going to have to find the, that uh, audio again and play it because it, it's incredible. I mean, this population bomb stuff is so ridiculous. When everybody on this planet could fit on the island of Maui, uh, I think we can handle it. Prince Charles, William's father, is also a staunch, a staunch environmentalist. In, in July 20, 2009, he warned humanity had only 96 months to save the world from, quote, irretrievable climate and ecosystem collapse and all that goes with it. When's it going to be 96 months uh, from 2009? Hmm. Um, gosh, that's uh, well past. Oh, We're well past it. And as always, their dire predictions, their catastrophic predictions, were not accurate. <laughs> Is it ever, man? No. Stop it. No. You're embarrassing yourself repeatedly. Still, William said, in my lifetime, we've seen global wildlife populations decline by over half. Please, who counted the wildlife population in Africa? They don't know that stuff. We're going to have to work much harder and think much deeper if we're to ensure that human beings and the other species of animal with which we share this planet can continue to coexist. <laughs> uh, the only thing you can do is keep aborting children, you know? Sterilize people. Involuntarily. It's got to be done. All right, we'll see you uh, on the Glenn Beck program tomorrow morning and right back here on Pat Unleashed immediately following that. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.